Last time on War and Beast. Even though Greg is trapped on a floating island in a cloud. Every single time I see like Tigertron's like chest eyes, they make me uncomfortable. It's Black Arachnia lassoing a cloud. And then she sees them going up into the cloud and she's like, and she succeeded. Predacon stole the golden disc. Maximals came after them and they crashed both their ships. Landed on the earth with two moons. They fought in the beast wars. I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast. War and beast. We talk about. Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that asks the philosophical question, if you squash a butterfly, does it cost a flying island to crash? I'm Greg. I'm John. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing episode, it's 17 now, isn't it? Episode 17, The Trigger Part 2. Yep. Uh, our first two-parter, it was the, the mid-season finale of the first season, so... Got quite a bit to discuss. We had a lot that we were discussing before the episode even. So. <laughs> Not necessarily related to the episode, but needless to say, we've got stuff in the works. Ooh, foreshadowing. Do, do we want to talk about the opening part where it's like last time, or are we going to skip straight to when the, the episode starts proper? Well, I, I wanted to say, about I really liked the last time segment because it was just one scene from the last episode. Yeah, That's all yeah. it was. Because it, it was just Tigertron <laughs> and him explaining the whole situation to the Maximals. And I kind of liked that. And it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, yeah, here's this, that one scene explains everything to show that. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I also like how it's kind of like he's distorted when he, when he puts his face right up to the, to the transmission. Yeah. His nose looks so big. I know. Ridiculously huge. <laughs> so I watched this episode on my big TV. In the last few weeks, I've been watching it on my computer screen. <laughs> And um, if anybody is watching the uh, show along with this on a big TV and feels that it does not look good and that is pulling you out of the experience, watch it on a smaller screen because it looks way better on a smaller screen. <laughs> <laughs> and I- that actually reminds me, I've got a 120 hertz TV in my living room. I really should be watching on that because 3D animation looks really good on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. This, like, I really noticed... Especially because, like, last week in this episode are assumedly basically the same people working on them since it's part one and part two. Like, this week's yeah. episode looked way worse than last week's episode on my in my experience. But uh, and and like this scene since it was in both episodes. Although I still like the I still like the um like the messed up footage on the uh, on the on the B and I and that when it goes <laughs> to fuzz, I was thinking. So this looks like fake fuzz to me on a giant TV when there's never, ever real fuzz on a TV. 
Like, in 1996, did that look fake? I, mm, sort of, kind of. I mean, it's okay if it did because it's a cartoon. So it would yeah. be a cartoon version of Fuzz. Well, yeah, it's kind of hard to animate Fuzz like that because, I mean, it's so yeah. random. Hold on. I'm going to take a look. Yeah, you know what? It 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 doesn't look like TV Fuzz. That's the thing. Like, it... Because... No, it looks like bad resolution fuzz. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it, it kind of looks like something from a recording, which I guess in line is kind of actually, you know, what it is. Hmm. True. Obviously, like, they didn't use coax cables for interference <laughs> unless they were running a line from the enemy ship to their ship. So. Yeah, like, it, it just struck me as more of, like, the kind of thing you see on video production things or equipment as opposed to what you see on TV when you get a static, uh, you know, fuzz, fuzz, uh, no reception thing. Yeah. Makes sense. Sam, did we have any, uh, IMDB stuff there, Kendall? Uh, uh, sort of, um, <laughs> well, there's three little right. bits. So first of all, this was on last week's, uh, but I think it bears repeating because it's awesome. In Japan, the episode was called Ukishima no Deathmatch Zen Pen or Floating Island Deathmatch Part 2. Um, okay, so Tiger Truck. Oh, oh, good. I was going to say, I know there's some TF stuff too, so so we'll, I oh, yeah. almost forgot about it too. Okay. Okay. Well, you can you can uh, you can do your research while I read these two paragraphs. <laughs> okay. Um, so Tigatron comments to a damaged air razor that the lady shall ride on a tiger. This alludes yes. to an antiquated but famous limerick. There was a lady from Niger who rode on the back of a tiger, as well as hey, wow. Frank Stockton's famous short story, "The Lady or the Tiger." I remember the short story, and I actually remember that limerick. I don't think I've ever heard that before. I how come how come like you can only you only I only ever hear the beginning of limericks of like famous well, limericks. Like there once was a man from Nantucket, and I've never heard the rest. Well, <laughs> it's actually on Wikipedia the whole thing. But that's the thing <laughs> is that the the joke the joke about the Nantucket one is like everyone always remembers that one dirty limerick, and it's just that one. But they never get to finish it because you know they always could get cut off. And that's just like a running gag that's been in like everything. I know it's been like in almost any cartoon that uh, in like the 90s, I think. Like I know it was on The Simpsons and it's just one of those standard jokes. They sort of did a version of it on Star Trek The Next Generation as well, where Data started (laughs) saying it. But it was I think the man was from Venus. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I just pulled up the uh, the limerick. Oh, my gosh. You actually. Because I remember the basics of it. I'm I'm going to I'm going to read it. So uh, if you have children in the car, mute the oh next God. thirty seconds. <laughs> because so I think as a you know what as a kid from the nineties, I think there are many people who are listening to this podcast who who like uh, who like heard the the beginning of the joke, but never actually heard the whole limerick. Because I'm is like, this going to be a new segment on the show? Kendall reads limericks from Wikipedia. <laughs> I, 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 I don't <laughs> think that this is the only li- Jordan just said this is the only limerick. So there was a young man from Nantucket whose dick was so long he could suck it. He said with a grin as he wiped off his chin, "If my ear was a cunt, I could fuck it." Oh, 
So, nice. so now, now you all get the joke. This is why we put the check mark next to, <laughs> to the adult content. Let's <laughs> say we're not. We, I mean, like we're not exactly a family friendly podcast. To begin with, no. So. I yeah. hey, I just wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to be clear. Just you know. <laughs> I don't want any angry letters from from like school teachers when they use this as a in like podcasting class as like a master class. Oh yeah, we would be using <laughs> podcasting class, sure. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll listen to like This American Life, like every like an episode of Serial, like maybe like Radio Lab, and then and then they'll be like, okay, and then also there's this other type of podcast, and they'll they'll play like Nerdist and Judge John Hodgman and. Uh, that one that uh, stop podcasting yourself, and then they'll play us, and they'll be like, "And there's also this kind of podcast." Oh, my brother, my brother, my me, and me in there. Jeez. I don't. I only listen to Judge John Hodgman. I was just trying to sound cool. I'm sorry. I listened to the. I listened to the um the 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 promo for uh for stop podcasting yourself, and they do the the thing that makes them sound like their radio lab, and it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, like there there was a point where um like I knew about limericks and heard of and and stuff like that and i knew there was like the that that joke about the about the dirty one but i was like is there aren't there like normal ones and i had a couple of joke books that actually had quite a few of just normal limericks including that the lady the lady tiger and the tiger one and uh it was just kind of neat because like to me word wordplay was actually kind of like one of those things that i was like oh that's kind of neat and so i guess it's kind of odd that I didn't actually like grow up to be like an English major or, or a writer or something like that with how much I liked reading and playing around with words. But okay. oh well. Okay, so I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the uh, the the lady from Niger because that's actually relevant to the pot to the podcast. <laughs> it's pretty um, funny too. Like I mean, for a kid when I. But, uh, okay, so there was a young lady of Niger who smiled as she rode on a tiger. They came back from the ride with the lady inside and a smile on the face of the tiger. There was a young maid who said, why can't I look in my ear with my eye? If I give my mind to it, I'm sure I can do it. You never can tell till you try. I don't, I think that that's, oh, it's just the page on the poetry book. It has both of those limericks on it. Okay. So only the first one was, (laughs) I'm, this is no, this is what my job is to just read things. So not, you know, I let the I let the listeners I let the listeners uh, annotate it. Um and uh I'll just do I'll do one more and then we can and then we can move on to actual trivia. Uh, is this spoiler, one no, 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 not one more limerick, limerick. One more piece of trivia from the IMDb okay. page. I apologize <laughs> for the if that was unclear. I'm not. I'm not just reading limericks. That's that's another podcast entirely. That's a, you know, if uh, Audio Entropy wants us to do a limerick rewatch podcast, we can. Um, Audio Entropy pre- presents Poetry Corner. <laughs> Teen- teenager, teenager, <laughs> depressing poetry for written by teenagers. I don't know. There's a joke there somewhere. I'll I'll work on it. Your angry goth face. <laughs> Oh. Teenagers of literature. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very important poetry. <laughs> All 
All right. Uh, so the two-parter bears a striking similarity to the Transformers 1984 episode, The Golden Lagoon. Did we read the – was this on the last week's episode too? Yeah. I think so. I think so. About yeah. a beautiful yeah. oasis harboring a secret what Golden Lagoon is. that provides a beneficial weapon. Yeah. The battle that follows the oasis and the lagoon are destroyed, leaving Autobot Beachcomber mourning the loss. Yeah, I think we did. It's Beachcomber. Yeah. <laughs> I – Okay. Like beach, like combing yeah. the beach. Yeah, I, under, I understand that now, um, but I've, I'm reading. Uh, I, this is the first <laughs> I time that I've that last reading. episode and, and, and why do I correct you? Did I not correct you? I thought I did. I don't I remember. listened to it last episode. <laughs> did, I, did I? Okay, so I said it last episode. Okay. You did, yeah. Okay. And, I, I was, and, I, and I remember hearing it and being like, wait, what? And I, I guess I forgot to correct you on it's it. It's definitely Beachcomber because it's spelled that way. Yeah. But. You know, so I was wondering. I'm like, I'm like, he would know to spell it with Comer if it had a B in it, right? I mean, like, I shouldn't have to say anything. <laughs> of all those darn limericks. Look, handle. we record this on a Monday, but that's almost the end of my week. So, yeah. and it's and you guys wore me out with all that talk at the beginning of the episode about uh, Kiss Transformers What's your for or last something. Episode? I don't know. <laughs> last episode, last episode was even worse. I was, I had, uh, no, I hadn't been drinking. Um, I've been. I was at David Buster's right before last last episode because of the, the my wife's Christmas party. Yeah, that's my excuse. <laughs> anyway, Jordan, okay, did you have so, some other stuff to for Um, let's see. I do want to point out, like, there are some real world references. Uh, like they, for some reason, they kind of wanted to point out that. Tigatron's lines at the end and, you know, Optimus Prime saying it's an old story it might be allusions to the Garden of Evil, uh, Eden, which mm-hmm. also might play into with uh, Black Arachnia's line of Let There Be Light. Oh, yeah. But I don't know how, how pertinent that is or is was more of just like there's common story kind of things that a lot of uh, uh, Western cultures kind of actually yeah. know. It definitely made me think of the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see. And so, like, th- there's some actually interesting trivia bits. Like, despite spewing massive amounts of firepower in every direction, the mon- monolith under Black Arachnia's control fails to hit any of the Maximals. So <laughs> she needs to learn to practice when she's controlling a giant mega weapon. Well, I yes. mean, it's <laughs> a lot of things to worry about, I guess, right? Yes. Um, also, this is the only episode of Beast Wars not to feature Megatron in any way, including flashbacks, dreams, or holograms. The only thing is Black Arachnia mentioning him uh, when she gets the power to say that will defeat even Megatron. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Also, uh, although Dinobot appears in this episode, he gets no lines at all. Oh, and yeah, that's right, too. Yeah, and it's mentioned that that's kind of odd considering how Scott McNeil was there to voice Rat, Rat Trap as well. Yeah, um, there are. Some they didn't side- give him any lines, I guess. In the writing, it's yeah. what it happened, I guess. It's like. <laughs> so I just want to let you guys know that I just got in trouble with my wife for saying the c word. So. Oh. Aw. Sorry. I did it for you guys. <laughs> you, the listeners. But you weren't using it in a derogatory way. So was it just for just uttering the word I itself? Told- yes. Yes. I, I mean, she okay. was not like literally listening to every word I said. I told her I was simply reading literature. <laughs> Bad literature, but still literature. That's hilarious. It's kind of um, like it was kind of like when Kick Ass came out, and then they suddenly were allowed to say ass on NPR for like two weeks. <laughs> it's 
basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some Cybertronics that has been uh, translated by the wiki folks, including uh, when Rhinox is working at the computer to and using that laser um, signal ray to contract, and the screen has some Cybertronics on it, and says most of it's gibberish, but the words toilet, Rod was here, and you look too close can be made out. <laughs> Also, uh, upside-down text at the bottom of the screen when Airreaser spies at Black Arachnia includes, includes the names PAM, all in caps, and CHRIS, as well as MCM10C4, which is 1994 in the maximal numbering system. Wait, wait so, they, so they, they write it in, a, in an alien language, but then they also put it upside-down at, at the end of the screen? On the bottom of the screen? At the bottom of the screen. Yeah, in... in in uh, Air Razor's like viewfinder thing. Oh, when she zoomed in on something. Yeah, that. Yeah. So it was like this on the extra e- level the of thing. decryption. But yeah. but what? But you went to the trouble of they went to the trouble of writing their own, of writing a new language. <laughs> yeah. But then they were like, "Ah, it's not that important. We'll just put it upside down." Yep. I I don't know. I guess I Jordan, guess. you need to know. You're the you're the <laughs> one. Where does it, does it explain why they did that on the TF wiki? Well, there is a uh, link to Cybertronics. I will look at it as we go on, <laughs> and, and I will report my I will put report my findings at the end of the episode. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. You're not uh, hosting the I, episode, one, so you can do and that. And there's one more trivia bit that might be interesting: is that like like when Rhinox, you know, went evil for a while, Black Arachnia temporarily gets a color change, but they never made a toy of it. I was so disappointed in that because I thought it was so cool. I have I my opinions about that design, and I will let you know uh, when we come to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Ooh. Chekhov's butterfly. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, the trivia that I have is that Discuss user Ben Dover says that this episode was Freemason propaganda. Because <laughs> <laughs> the pyramid? And, and Nation of Deception corrects him, saying, no, it's Illuminati propaganda. I feel like it would be Freemason because they shoot and there's bricks. Well, the, yeah, there's also a pyramid the with an eye on it, yeah. I, is that, I don't know anything about it. I yeah, that's, that's, ma- that's supposed I, to be like Masons an Illuminati. Are, the, the, the Mason's a secret society because they knew how to build things out of bricks, right? I'm not sure, to be perfectly honest. Like, isn't it... I. I like. I mean, I may a hundred percent be making this up, but I thought that they were like a secret society because they knew the secret like formula to make bricks or to or to lay the masonry, like the cement or something. Well, I have no idea. Oh, I, but I, I do know that like Illuminati symbol is a pyramid of an eye. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I the only I thought that the Illuminati was like Professor X and Mister Fantastic and yeah, that's Iron another Man. one. <laughs> yeah, that's Black another one. Mm-hmm. Again, why did they call themselves that? Because they knew, because they were intentionally it's, it's, it's like, like we're it's, the a, best. It's, a, it's a synonym for like secret society that controls everything. Yeah, but yeah. Like, that's a little too <laughs> on the nose. And like, I mean, like I was talking to someone. It's like, you know what? It probably was uh, uh, Tony Stark and Reed Richards just were having a drink and and just came up with it. And everyone else was like, not doesn't care. And it's not like Black Bolt could say anything. Now, did they see? I don't remember. Now I don't. Now I don't remember. Now we're getting into this. But did they actually call themselves the Illuminati at first? Because like Norman Osborn's Cabal never called themselves the Cabal. It was just the name of the book. I. Now you know what? Now I'm not sure. 
Now they may have. I mean, it may have come to be huh. like. I mean, because yeah, you know, Hickman did a bunch of stuff with them, and and I, you know, once I didn't, I didn't follow them nearly as closely. I think they actually have been referred to as the Illuminati, like in universe, but um, that would be really hard to Google because of you know the Illuminati being the, the Illuminati. Yeah, they'd know you were looking. I would um I would look through the uh, issue of the first appearance of the Illuminati, but it's already framed on my wall. I'm sorry. And yeah, no worries. I hope that's anyway. the first printing. <laughs> the first printing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay. Because I. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. We've got a we've got an episode to review. <laughs> yes. Because we've been talking. About so it starts with Tony Stark gathering people minutes. together and saying, you know, this has got to ch- something's got to change. We've got okay. We've got to send the Hulk to the, this other planet. You're you're not hosting this episode. <laughs> you might you might be somebody's favorite, but you're not hosting this oh. one. Oh, <laughs> whose favorite is Kendall? <laughs> uh, a person on Twitter and or Facebook. Both oh, cool. actually now. Yeah. We thank you for following us. Yeah. Even if Kendall is your favorite. <laughs> Why am I not their favorite? I'm sad. <laughs> I actually, when when she said blah blah blah, who's your favorite? Is it because I said Kendall, or is it because I said he was my favorite on on Facebook? I almost responded, "Who's your favorite, Greg?" Yeah, he's my favorite too because he edits. So. <laughs> I mean, just objectively. Anyway, getting to the episode, like, I like, you know, and it's like you know, it's like your favorite Beatle. Like I like Ringo, but John's my favorite Beatle. Obviously, yeah, that's just the correct, <laughs> that's the correct choice. So we, God damn it! Uh, anyway, okay. So we open the episode on the the flying island, and we see Tigertron, who seems to be admiring the scenery. Uh, he notes how, though his heart is a maximal fluid pump, his soul is that of a tiger. And on this strange flying island, despite its weaponry, he at last feels at peace. And then he vows that he cannot allow this island to fall into the clutches of the Predacons. Rather noble of him, but it is a flying island. Now to say, Tigertron, I mean, like, I get the sentiment, but I'm pretty sure you have an Autobot spark, or a Maximal Spark, I'm just saying. Oh, there. That was something else I forgot to mention that the TF Wiki said, is that you know, Tigertron kind of complains about how it was a paradise, and they're like, well, you know, most paradises don't have giant boulders trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what just or... occurred to me? Here, I got a f- crazy fan theory for you guys. This just occurred to me. What if Tigertron, it's not that his identity circuits are messed up, he's the only Transformer with a soul. Because he said, my soul is that of a tiger. So he has the soul of a tiger. Every All the other Transformers just have sparks. He mm. actually has a soul. So you think he I, has both a spark and a soul? Yes. He's like a mm. vampire that has a soul. He's like Angel. <laughs> so someone who's alive. No, Angel's a vampire but has a soul. Oh. He's, he's still undead. So would this sort oh, of right. be like... Uh, undead's different. Possessed, yeah, he's still possessed like... by a demon, a.k.a. a spark, but... He's, but he also has a soul. <laughs> Would this sort of be like the nobodies and, and oh god, why am I now heartless? Blind? No, it's not like that yeah. at all. <laughs> okay. Nobodies don't have hearts, apparently. 
Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I have no seems... idea. <laughs> well, I, I see where you're coming from. Like, maybe because he landed on the planet and then, you know, he he absorbed something when he scanned the tiger, maybe? I don't, aren't standing? white tigers, like, isn't that, like, a thing, John? Aren't white tigers, like, it's, like, a mutation? It's, like, albino? And so... Yeah. Like albinoism, like in Africa or something like that, is associated with like mystical, magical powers, right? So maybe scanning the this, you know, if in in the in universe, like albinoism actually gives you mystical abilities, and so then it granted him a soul. Well, I mean, like I just don't see the difference between Autobot sparks and souls. I mean, maximal sparks and souls. I meant to say, I mean, Mm. the same thing. Just once for a robot, once for people so well you you're maybe more progressive than uh <laughs> maybe you're you're more progressive than the writers of transformers guess maybe so. <laughs> but yeah i like i like tiger tron this whole thing where he like identifies more of his tiger side than his robot side i like that cool yeah i so, that happen in like the in the in the, in the autobots like one guy's like i'm a truck okay <laughs> I belong on the highway. It calls to me. <laughs> that I could see that. I could see that like a like a and then like he has like a solo adventure book where he's like he's a car and he's just like, you know, going like from small town to small town. Like he gets a job as a cab driver or like as a cab. And like, you know, Oh man, yeah, and he has a hollow thing that looks that's his he's like he's a cab driver, but he's not really he's just he's just a cab, like <laughs> and, be, like he doesn't have a human partner who's like he's like cab driver. He like just makes a hollow thing that, like access. Or maybe to, like, he meets maybe doctor. he's like doc maybe he's like the doctor. He gets a companion who the companion drives him around. Yeah. I was thinking more like the, the, an American trucker whose truck just happens to be an autobot. <laughs> yeah, or the, yeah, or that yeah, yeah, that too. I mean, but like the idea of it's like a step beyond because there's a lot of stories where the you know where there's a character who's traveling who's driving across the country or who's traveling through space or whatever, and the the vehicle is a character you know the Enterprise the the Serenity the Millennium Falcon the TARDIS right. um, <laughs> the I don't know there's car I'm sure there are examples of cars uh, I don't know there's a car they drive in Supernatural I don't remember what it's called but right oh yeah and the, well in the cab that uh, that uh, uh, Constantine's the Constantine's friend has, yeah. But this was this would be like mm-hmm. an American trucker and his and his truck. They drive from town to town, and 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 problems that are in the town get mysteriously solved by this like mysterious robot that's actually like just a guy's truck. Or or every yeah yeah or or everybody or they go from town to town, and then at each town there happens to be a giant robot that attacks the day that they show up. So he's like not a good robot then, right? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, like he's there, he's there to rescue them. Like okay. he's there to to save the day. But there's, but there's like, it's like convenient. It's just, it's like when, when, because in those in those kinds of shows and stuff like that, like they randomly go to a planet in Star Trek, and then there happens to be something. Ha- the world is going to end in two days there. Even though they just happened to stumble on the planet, you know. So, oh my god, we've Trek, only they... gotten through the first scene of the episode. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I'm gonna say something. I guess you could do. I'm just saying. I I think that's relevant. I think we're relevant. We can power through this. There's like long action sequences where not that much happens. It's okay. <laughs> oh my.
I've gone for one episode. Oh, so what? what? So what happens in the? What happens next? I don't know. My computer doesn't like me, so I can't watch the episode right now. <laughs> uh, so we cut to Black Arachnia and Scorponok now. Who Black Arachnia is sort of observing the the obelisk in the center. And she states, the obelisk seems to be the center of power for this whole place. And Scrubdock comments that it's probably guarded, and she sarcastically tells him, oh, figure that out yourself, did you? She tells him to keep his scanners on high res. Uh, She is the first Predacon on the island to notice the markings for the traps, and happens to... She she notices the marking and almost falls off the island, but thankfully, since she's a spider, she manages to catch herself with her webbing. And she almost falls off specifically because a trap opens up underneath her feet. Also, yeah. it's not like she's at a cliff edge and she just happens to fall off. Like they were laid. <laughs> if she was a trap door spider, I bet it wouldn't have gotten her. <laughs> I know. There's my bad joke for the week. I'm sure everybody missed it. <laughs> <laughs> So she she makes mention of the marking and says that they should keep moving. And then from there, we cut back to Tigatron and Air Razor, and he's asking, he's checking in on her. Uh, she basically tells him that she's still thrash, she can't fly. And this, of course, is where we get the lovely scene where Tigatron kneels down and says, in that case, the lady shall ride a tiger. And, you know, which, and now we know in context, since the first scene he said he had the soul of a tiger, and now he's making reference to the limerick about the tiger that ate the small child or ate the lady. I guess <laughs> is he going to eat? Is he going to eat Air Razor? So that I think but that is his is plan right bird. now. I think that's his plan right now. He is I, a He's leaving it loose, but. I gotta say though, I really like the scene of her like waddling over to him and then like flopping down. Like <laughs> this looks so ridiculous. This this episode does uh there's a couple of scenes that really demonstrate the weird scales of the of the creatures because she's a really big bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Paragon Falcons is supposed to be like some of the smaller ones too, and she's yeah. Yeah, she's. I know, uh, I know. I know how big a peregrine falcon is because I just saw Mrs. Peregrine's home for peculiar children, and one of the characters turns into a power, peregrine falcon and basically looks like a seagull. Nice. So I mean, you know, <laughs> at least that's like my opinion. Also, that movie's not very good. Just for anybody who either. was wondering. Aww. Yeah, it's disappointing Aww. because you want it to be, uh, what's his name, uh, Tim Burton comfort food, but it's not. It's just not very good. It's not Tim Burton-y Aww. enough, and it's not legitimately good enough either. But anyway, so yeah, so he rides the... She gets on the thing, and see that we're moving along. <laughs> so yes, she gets on the tiger, and they start running away. From there, we cut to uh, Optimus and Rat Trap, and Rat Trap is riding on Optimus's back. <laughs> so we get Rat on the gorilla again. Well, the transformed gorilla robot this time. Which we still They're- have only gotten gorilla riding Rhinox once. That's true. I Aww. I don't understand how that happened. I thought that happened all the time. Aww. I'm offended. Nope. Apparently not. Apparently I just watched the first episode a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> that's what I'm that's well, what I'm learning about this. I think I watched like the first 5 episodes a million times and that is the only episodes that I watched. Well, there's still an opportunity. Could happen again. <laughs> I can't recall offhand if it does. Does so. does Optimus go but Optimus goes transmetal, right? 
Yes. Yeah. So so we're running out of time. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Crazy. I won't spoil it for you, Kendall, but there is a scene where there is sort of a role reversal in the third season. Yeah, but that's not the same. I know. (laughs) I know. Still, this is a pretty good scene with Rat Trap riding riding Optimus, and they have a little... I do like the little air flapping in the wind. Yeah, that was a neat little touch. Yeah. Nice, nice little bit of banter. Uh, uh, Rat Trap asks if there's going to be drink service on the flight, and he said, "Just <laughs> he make does. sure you're, just make sure your seatbelt's fastened or something like that." Yeah, he probably could have done the make sure your tray table's up and your seat back's in the full upright position, but uh, you know that's okay. I'll forgive him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from here, we we then cut to the Axelon, and we have Rhinox. Uh, launches a what he refers to as a laser probe which is sort of just a shot from a laser that happens to connect with optimus's chest and some sort of a line of sight transmission beam form so it it establishes a laser link and uh it's free of energon interference and that way they should be able to remain in communication uh, so long as there's line of sight apparent, and that and that works because he's flying, right? Yeah, I, I think so. That was the main gist of it, I think. Okay, I'm, yeah, I, th- yeah. I was going to say, I think the little green thing we see is just basically him establishing it, and then it's yeah. actually a line of sight laser that, because most lasers you actually can't really see in sunlight. Yeah. That wasn't a laser either. It was like a because a laser yeah. is like a beam that was like this <laughs> this, this, this like blob. blast. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like a blob of green light. Yeah, I was like, why did they shoot him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but that's okay. I guess it makes sense. Time. It just seems, it seemed a little, like, I had to think about it for a second. Like, but I think it makes sense because he's, fl- because he's flying, so they wouldn't use it all the time because you wouldn't be able to because you wouldn't have line of sight because he's not flying. Because he is, it's established, they're flying pretty high up. It's not like he's yeah. 20 yeah. feet off the ground. Oh, and another thing that's mentioned is that the infrared beam should go right through the cloud cover of the island without any trouble. Do you guys know about science? But, I thought that clouds did block infrared. I, hmm. I don't know anyone about science. I really should have Googled that when I actually was watching it and not waited until now. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will make a comment about it for us. Once they listen, they'll be like, yes, clouds do in fact interfere with infrared. Or we might have a bunch of people that... To us. Yeah. They lied. They've lied about so much already. I don't see any giant robots around here with big glowy things on their chest. That's true. It's 2016. Where's my big robots with glowy things on their chest? <laughs> it's 20 years ago. Damn it, science. Anyway, I've been griping enough about this year. This year's been crappy as it is anyway. It is so. very crappy. <laughs> I'm looking of, forward to next year. Died. I feel like people say that every year, though. No, I don't feel. I don't think people were saying in 2015 as much as I, they are in 2016. I definitely heard podcasts say that 2015 was terrible. Yeah, but 2015 know, man, didn't like, lose David Bowie and Leonard Nimoy. And like uh, 2015 uh, was, that, there was Leonard like, Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy did die in 2015. I thought he died. In tw- I thought it was earlier this year. No, 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 no. It was when I was working at McDonald's. Uh, it was oh, definitely shit. 2015. So 2015 was a crappy year. <laughs> But um, like, what well, was that the guy who? Fuck, everyone's gonna hate me for not remembering the guy who played Snape. What's his name? 
Oh, oh uh, he died this year. Alan, Alan, Alan Rickman. Rickman. Yeah, Alan Rickman, that's it. My wife awesome. and her sister her. will call each other and they'll just be like, Hello, Alan. This is Alan. <laughs> Hello, Alan. <laughs> Which I think is a Family Guy reference, unfortunately, but it's okay because it's old enough that it's... Also, Lemmy, Killamister. When a guy died this year. Oh, yeah, Lemmy, the lead singer of Machine Head. I have a list here of celebrities who died. Hmm. Uh, I'm not going to read it all because it's pretty long. Yeah, I was going to say, we're getting, we're getting <laughs> off track. <laughs> we're going off on another tangent. I see if there's any that I don't remember happening. But you keep going. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, George so, died. The Beatle. Oh, Sorry. yes, George. Wait. He George died like Harris. 10 years ago. I was going to yeah, say, but he it's, died it's, a while I see ago. other George. He's the fifth. The fifth Beatle. Oh, the other drummer. George who Martin. Took no, 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 no. Yeah. George, George Martin. Not he's not a drummer. He was a producer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. I just saw George Beatle. And I'm like, wait. But, I'm, but I was like, no, it's, it's different. But he's still, he was still, <laughs> he was still an important guy. Yes, so. yes. Mm-hmm. George Martin is an important guy. Yes. That's... Anyway, getting back to the scene, we get, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get Cheetor rushing into the Axelon. Uh, saying, speaking of trouble, Waspinator and Terrorsaur just took off from Pred Central. Prince died. Ah, damn it. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. Han Solo died in 2015. (laughs) Oh, shit. China, the wrestler, died. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was a a lot. Damn it! Anyway. (laughs) I'm trying to get through this episode without crying, damn it. Robin Ali! <sighs> anyway, so <laughs> Rhinox asks Optimus if he heard Cheetor, and Optimus has this really weird line where he's. He, he, how does he say it? Uh, heard it, I'm living it. Yeah, he says, More than heard it, Rhinox, we're living it live. And then they get attacked, and Optimus is, of course, trying to fly around, which is kind of hard with a giant rat hanging off on his back. Yeah, he gets in his face. It's pretty funny. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, I can't maneuver with a passenger, and Rat Trap's like, Well, excuse me, I'm holding on by my little pink toes here. (laughs) So Kenny Baker also died of Star Wars R two D two. Something can be said, John. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) maybe you should close that list. <laughs> I could I'm probably be a nice running gag. I just randomly said names while during the episode. But uh, <laughs> maybe I should. We do a better job than the Oscars. <laughs> okay, so based on yeah, um, I, I this article the on the internet, uh, infrared does penetrate clouds. Okay, that's okay. actually what makes it better than other things. So, oh. so they didn't lie to us then. I just, for whatever, I, I don't know. It just felt like something that was like a really specific science thing that would be verifiable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so usually that would be wrong since they don't know what a meter is. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, uh, by the way, I'd say that uh, Optimus and Rat Trap are probably, are probably like at least 500 meters in the air right now. Yeah, I'd say so. But they're practically back to Cybertron, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so wouldn't that be funny we, if Cybertron was like literally oh in the solar God. system? With them? That would be so weird. It's on the opposite side of Earth. It's the other moon. Yeah, it's like 
the other <laughs> moon, or it's like complete opposite orbit of Earth, so they're always on yeah. the opposite side of the sun. Oh, like like in that Spider-Man Unlimited cartoon, yeah. Counter yeah. Earth. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they just never <laughs> thought to look there. They could be any. No. They I'm could be anywhere, at any time. They could even be right here. And even be right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, my. so yes, we, we oddly enough, we we cut from we cut from this fight as it's starting out back to the island, and we're back to Black Arachnia and Scorpionok. They're walking along, and she happens to notice uh, a mark on a tree, and she's like, she stops. Scorpionok, does, doesn't she sort of throw him? She like grabs him with him. one of her little spider legs. She grabs the entirety of Scorpionok and throws it behind her. her. Yeah. All the way behind her with one of her spider legs. Look, she she might not be able to dance well with all those legs, but apparently she knows how to, she doesn't miss leg day at the gym. No, she can lift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she like sort of tosses him aside like a rag doll and tells him to avoid the area and he's just asking why and she just refers to it as intuition which I found weird because she sort of I thought she had sort of told him about the mark when she almost fell in the hole. No I think she was like saying these strange marks are everywhere and then she he fell and he was just laughing at her like he didn't she didn't actually explain I thought Oh okay so it was more of like a self musing talking yes. to herself type thing okay. Yeah so so I can't decide and maybe and maybe this was and maybe this was if I had watched the episodes back to back I would have felt differently It seems like ba- Black Arachnia is jumping to correct conclusions very quickly Yeah sort she of She last episode too she was like as soon as yeah. they started using weapons they got shot she was like it's energy weapons. It's like, oh, okay. I think John. I think you pointed that out last week, and and yeah. I think maybe I was I was like sort of had that in my mind when I was watching it this week. Well, I was going to say to be fair, Rat Trap kind of jumps to a pretty correct uh, conclusion at one point too. So maybe it's just the wily ones that are are getting this sus- sussing out this place much better. Yeah. So they're well. You know what? Maybe they're just smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> Also, smarter like, than the average Kindle. This seems like a very like uh, very, very spot Kindle. on guess. Like she got nat twenties there in her yeah. investigation rolls. <laughs> Actually, that was what I was thinking. That's what I, I when I used to play D anD D. A lot of times, I would argue. I would say, so my character Benedict is a lot smarter than I am. So you should <laughs> give me a hint. You know, for like <laughs> stuff like that. And it would, you know, sometimes it work. You know, an intelligence check or whatever. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Greg, I was saying when we when you said they cut that cut to uh, Scorpionot, did you mention uh, Optimus and Rattrap getting shot before they did that? No, I didn't. Because that, <laughs> yeah, they get yeah, shot like, and they start like falling, and then it cuts back to the to the island. Because it's like right after he he complains about how he's hanging on by his little pink toes is when he immediately gets shot by irony. Yeah, and and there's just this wonderful scene of. Of Optimus just careening everywhere as he falls, and this camera's going everywhere, and then they show Rat Trap also falling and yeah. screaming, and it's just yeah. I I don't know. It's like you know what? It's like a, a first person view of a of a roller coaster. Like you know, if someone was down in roller coaster and they put a camera in front of them, and the, the background is just going crazy. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. And it was such a odd. It, it felt so janky. The timing of of going switching from that back to the island. I think that's where an actual uh, uh, 
commercial break was in the yeah, original. Yeah, there was a, there was a bit yeah. of a black screen for a What's little a bit. What's a commercial? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And it comes back to the island, so it still leaves you with that cliffhanger. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. It just seems like, yeah, seemed like weird timing to me. I don't know. But yeah, so as Black Arachne and, and Scorponok avoid the area that, that she spots with the trap, uh, we then cut to, it's sort of like a binocular vision that Air Razor has, that does Jordan, you were... Yeah, that does some impressive zooming and ba- and backtracking. Yeah. yeah it, it, it like it like curves like it yeah. turns like it doesn't make any sense like, like I, <laughs> I, I, I thought I, it was gonna be like a drone instead yeah, of like, like like uh um a scorpionox b you know like something like that mm-hmm. but no, no. like your sight can just turn corners <laughs> yeah 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 because it sort like of swerves a little, a little bit. bit here i was totally okay with that <laughs> just for the record <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she actually yeah. projected herself. That's what happened. Or maybe, like, they're, I mean, they have ways of uh, traveling through time, maybe, and and scanning animals and rearranging their entire bodies to make them be able to transform into those animals. Maybe they. Maybe the definition of line of sight for them is a little bit different than us. That would also explain <laughs> why they were able to do the, the thing earlier with the shooting the guy the flying. Hmm. Uh, the the communication thing maybe uh, you know maybe uh, the laws of physics are different I think it's just bullshit that they did <laughs> <laughs> did it really turn I didn't remember it turning yeah it, it does like I yeah, mean not like things, but it definitely does like uh, sidestep at one point yeah yeah well, maybe it goes, it goes down it goes down a path and follows the path yeah and and it's sort of a windy path like. Yeah. Are you sure that it's not okay? I mean, I I'm not watching it right now. But are you? Sh- could it be that she took a very very big picture and she's focusing on one no, one it spot? Looks like it's so it's sort of like it's not a zoom out. It's like it it shifts more than once. Like yeah, it it, it looks like the something's moving. The it only explanation like, I can I can think of is that while it was zooming back, she shook her head. Even that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't That's think? Like, I, I guess. I guess what I'm thinking is what I'm the way that I'm thinking. And again, I'm not looking at it, so I don't know. But uh, it's like she's looking and she sees the whole of the island, and she's and she's uh, and she's focusing on one little tiny spot. And then when it's coming back, she's unfocusing so that she no, only sees. It, it really doesn't look like that. Like you need to see. You need to see this candle. Do you? Can you see stuff from where you are? Like. I show you a video or something. No, no, I mean, I watched it the first time. I'm just trying to explain. I, I just don't. I, it's weird to me that because I'm usually pretty nitpicky about stuff that I was just totally OK with that. All the only when I was watching it, I was like, OK, that had better be Air Razor because nobody else should be able to see that well. And then it was Air Razor. So I was OK with it. So I, I don't think we're disputing the fact that that she can see far away. I think it's the fact that she, that her vision sort of managed to weave its way to and see like, it. It's, it's not even like she's yeah. on the top of a mountain. She's in the middle of like, a, like there's like two, she's actually big in the rocks. middle of a valley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. There's like two big rocks. Like, like there's no, it's not like if, if she was flying and that happened, it still wouldn't make sense the way they did it. But, Maybe, but she's yeah. They're hiding in the middle of like these maybe two big got, rocks. Maybe, maybe she's got nano cameras. Maybe. <laughs> maybe she was the Earth with two moons, first sorcerer supreme. I'm gonna go with animation bullshit mistake. <laughs> <laughs> eh, 
but yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you're gonna go with you're gonna go with this was meant to be watched by small children. Don't th- don't analyze it too hard. Yeah. I think this that may be this may be a case that that is appropriate. Usually, I don't agree with that logic, but um, I think that's probably fine here. I, I just it's just really interesting that I'm I 100 percent did not like that did not come to mind, but maybe I was. No, because I was specifically thinking this had better be Air Razor and not Tigertron that's doing this. Yeah. So I don't know because I was watching the scene. It's just I don't know. Mm. Go back and watch it and get back to me, Kendall. Like- <laughs> <laughs> li- the there's it's rather unlikely that I will do that. I usually do follow up on things. That doesn't sound like something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> so as as we turn our attention to to Black Arachne and Tigertron. She makes mention that Black Arachne was freaked out by a mark on a tree. <laughs> and funnily <laughs> enough, Tigertron's like, a mark? Oh, you mean like that one? <laughs> it starts glowing. And he's I like, have a mark awaited for them to look at yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> it, it just, it's like, oh, now it's my turn. <laughs> he's like, what does it mean? And starts glowing. And then two giant boulders block their path. And the walls start closing in, sort of like the garbage compactor scene in Star Wars. I do think that the mark thing is kind of arbitrary in this episode because it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like in this case, the mark, it's when they look at the mark. There's another spot where they're like, where Black Arachnia and Scorponok are like, don't, don't mess with, you know, don't, Black Arachnia says, stay away from that mark. And then they just <laughs> walk right past it. it and nothing happens. Don't, don't make eye contact with it. And then, and then, a, and then another time, Optimus ra- throws a rock in the general direction of the mark and springs the trap. It seems yeah. very, very arbitrary. It's not like they're, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're stepping on the mark or or something like that. Like they're mark just is, sort of is in the literally sensing it and it's just waiting for the slightest sound or or breeze in its direction. Yeah. But it's not even. But it's not even that because like they can they walk past it the other time. I don't know. Well, they actually. You mean Black Arachne and Scorponok? Yeah, don't they do that? They kind of sidestep it. Like, they actually go off the path and, a, and around. They give it a yeah. berth, a wide berth. So maybe there is, like, a ring of of so far that it, that it needs before it can activate. But they're, like, really close to it when she points I know, it out. I, I, <laughs> I, th- I thought that, too. Like, you know, that that's kind of... You'd think it would have... Also, like, they're close enough... Like, in some cases, they're close enough as far as they were... That just looking at it would have caused it to activate another another situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I mean, I think that was just something that they kind of missed on that in that case. Mm. I'm kind of curious as to what that trap would have been. Hmm. Another hole in the ground. Maybe that one wasn't a trap. That was a mark for uh, fruit to drop from the tree, and that's why it didn't go off when they were when they went around it or were that close. <laughs> oh, so that was a decoy. Yes. <laughs> Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> anyway. And oddly, uh, see, I think this is where the commercial would have been because it sort of left it on a cliffhanger with the walls closing in on Tigertron and Air Racer. Yeah, it's kind of too quickly, two different commercial breaks, but there was there was a black screen in between the two parts. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But it, it so it cuts back from that to the sort of dog fight that we have with Optimus and rat. Well, not really rat trap. He's just sort of falling <laughs> and waspinator and pterosaur. And Optimus I just gets saw the animation a lot, by the way, yeah. it's like, it's like, 
his limbs like jiggling and dangling as he's like yeah crying. it's like hitting terminal velocity at this point <laughs> um although optimus gets hit a couple of times and in, in this battle i'm kind of surprised because yeah. normally he's he doesn't take a whole lot of damage before he's out of commission so i was kind of surprised it's- I don't think it's so much as he's being taken out of commission as he's being delayed or sidetracked from trying to capture catch uh, Rat Trap. Yeah, yeah, because he he's like trying to say Rat Trap, I'm on my way, and Rat Trap's like, I'm gonna die. I'm just a defenseless rat. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Like, what is it that he says? He's like, I'm falling, pitiful and helpless. Yes. Like, oh, that's right. Because then Pterosaur comes and he sort of like scratches his chin. He's like, oh, yeah, scared and, little and mousy. Before that, Rat Trap's eyes grow like ten times their size. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they really cartoony. And, and I really want to make that shot our thumbnail for this episode. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Just because it's really ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost terrifying because his eyes are like are like are like all black, right? So it's just these yeah. giant alien eyes. Like it looks really weird. <laughs> But yeah, Pterosaur says, oh, scared little mouse. He's like, this is too good to be true. And Rattrap's like, you know what, Beakface? You're right. And he transforms. <laughs> and he shoots Pterosaur in midair. And the explosion sort of blows both of them back. And Pterosaur transforms back into his beast mode. And Rattrap manages to land on his neck. And then points his gun right at his eye. He's like, I just had to get close enough to hitch a ride. Now fly, you featherless freak, or I'll toast your tachyons. You think that uh, yeah, Rat? You think that awesome. Rat Trap um, was was making fun of him because Maximal Science knew that dinosaurs had feathers, and uh, and Predacon Science was like stuck in the past, and they didn't think that <laughs> dinosaurs had feathers. Yes. Yes. Okay. Also, I, I think that's exactly it. Also, I love I love what they've done with Rat Trap in this episode because the whole time he's like flopping around and everything, I'm like, why doesn't he at least transform that he can at least like defend himself while he's falling or try to do something? But he was biding his time. It's like yep. man, that was that was like legitimately smart tactic-y like this that's what Rat Trap is supposed to be. Like we haven't necessarily seen actual evidence that that's how he is too much in the show so far but like that's the kind of thing that rat trap is supposed to be good at yep he lured him into a false sense of security (laughs) yep so Optimus manages to sort of take out waspinator and he turns his attention back to rat trap he's like now where's rat trap (laughs) at this point wouldn't rat trap probably have hit the ground if he hadn't done what he did yeah, no, he would. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's like flying now for Rat Trap, and he's like, huh? And Rat Trap is like flying on terror. So he's like, thanks, but I got it handled. <laughs> he's like, what are we hanging around here for? And Optimus is like, you're a real piece of work, Rat Trap. And I and I love I love that Optimus doesn't even question the fact that Rat Trap is riding yeah. Pterosaur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he just. Well, I guess like yeah, he fits it all together. That's why he's like, you're one piece of work, Rat Trap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love his line too, where he's like, "Yeah, ain't it the truth?" It's like yeah. a, it's like a, a Bugs Bunny kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my God, John, you just found the picture. Yeah, I took a screen cap. <laughs> there we go. That's getting downloaded. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna be using that one. Yeah, 
for all the folks at home, you'll you'll be able to see this with the episode. It's abject it's, horror. <laughs> it's it's pretty out there. So, cutting from this uh, little battle sequence that they had, pressing matter. Yeah. We we get uh, Tigertron uh, asking Air Right Air Racer if she's able to fly yet. And she's like, you think I haven't been trying? I'm guessing she would pick up Tigertron there. But for a second there, yeah. it felt like it meant that she was trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to, to get out there and leave it <laughs> Like, screw you on the bird. <laughs> We're trapped. Well, there's no room for me. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, Tigertron's like, Airways, are you okay for flying? And looks over, and everybody's just like flying away already. <laughs> that <would be> great. <laughs> She's like, I wouldn't want to be alone with you, creeper. <laughs> think you're a tiger? What a fucking weirdo! <laughs> <laughs> you think you're you think you're a tiger? Exactly. <laughs> I definitely don't think that I'm a peregrine falcon. Totally don't. <laughs> But instead of all that, we get Tigertron instead transforming. He's like, then we have one, but one dangerous option. And he winds up shooting a rock. <laughs> right after he shoots it, he's like, now we must run. And he grabs her and starts sort of, I wouldn't even call it running. It's like casual jogging. <laughs> and in that amount of time, the the obelisk in the center of the island charges up and fires. And there's this sort of explosion where they were. They've already managed to get out of the way. And Black Arachnia and Scorponok see the attack and are like, oh, the Maximals, it fired on them. And Black Arachnia is like, then quickly, before it can recharge. But the the thing apparently is able to recharge fairly quickly, or they're just really slow because, you know, they don't well, really. They are, they are kind of far. Like, I don't think they made it that far when that whole thing happened. No, that's true. Well, I mean, and even if yeah. it can, even if it, even if it takes a minute for to recharge, that's you know that's time that they could take advantage of. Mm. Yeah, like I mean, I think it does. I suppose if they came across quickly. any other traps or something. Yeah. yeah, like if they came across other traps, they could have used their weapons to take them out instead of yeah. worrying about getting shot at. Yeah, or and or maybe yeah, maybe that's the kind of thing that happened would have happened off camera. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. So. From here, uh, we cut back to Tigertron and Air Razor, and Optimus and Rattrap have arrived. Optimus is sort of like able to get himself down, but Rattrap is getting Pterosaur to sort of lower down, and Pterosaur rams him into a tree branch. And then I really wanted Rattrap to just shoot him in the head. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Like the whole point is the whole point of you you have a gun to his head, so he's supposed to do what you want him to do. Yeah. But yeah, Rattrap's like, man, you talk about bumpy flights. Mm-hmm. But uh both he and, and Altos transform back into into their beast modes. And Tiger it's funny because Tigertron's like, It is good that you have come and he offers his paw. It's like <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's seeing really a, funny. Like asking a dog to give you your, give you his exactly. paw. Exactly. Only in this case, it's a tiger shaking the hand of a gorilla. <laughs> so is this the scene? In, uh... Is this the scene that you see all four of them together? So you see the the giant rat, the slightly oversized bird, the tiny gorilla, and the regular sized tiger. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like yep. 
I don't know, maybe he's not a tiny gorilla, but it's like, they don't seem the right proportions for those animals. Yeah. I mean, well, definitely not for the rat and bird, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, especially, yeah. Yeah, especially them, because I don't know how big a gorilla is. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, of uh, animals giving you, like, shakes and stuff, I don't know if you guys played the new Pokemon Sun and Moon game, but you can do high fives with some of your Pokemon when you're in the Pokemon petting mini game. Pretty great. Aww. <laughs> Aww, that's awesome. You mean like Pokemon Rock, the little, the, Yeah, it's not called that anymore. It's called like Pokemon Aww. Refresh. And you like, yeah, you, you, if you put the hand near like Rockruff, for instance, he'll like pat you with his paw. And it's like, oh, <laughs> it's way more fun than it should be. The Pokemon Refresh <laughs> parts. <laughs> I mini games in Pokemon not my favorite thing, but I'm a Gen Oneer, so you know. I mean, well, I played all the gens. You get to pet your your Pokemon. Is what it is. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, and I'm not a fan of that because my Pokemon they're like uh they're like fighting dogs. I just want them to. You're I, a monster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I never understood in the games because they're always like they're always like oh you have relation good relationships with your Pokemon. I'm like no no I don't. But now they're I actually. Let, I kept half game, of my Pokemon. You like if, and if you if you have better friendship with your Pokemon, they perform better in battle. And you yeah. can teach yeah. them better moves, or you can just grind them to a higher level. You can so you can either be nicer to <laughs> them it's, it's, or it's, meaner it's to things, them. And it's, it's, it's things that you you get that you wouldn't normally get. Like like sometimes they'll resist like dying because of the. No, bomb I, I know. I mean, I got I got a Sylveon, so I got a, I got somebody up to maximum <laughs> okay. friendship, but I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah, I mean, the other thing that keeps them from dying is being higher level. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, my Pokemon are better than yours. So and and I just don't like the I just don't like the mini games. I don't I never liked any of them. Like in the other games, where you had to do like a beauty contest or something like that. Like I just want to, I just want to do the same thing that I did in Red and Blue, but with better graphics. And Those are super optional. You know, I have a melodic that I actually went through the whole process of grinding Pokeblots and making a beautiful, beautiful Phoebus. <laughs> Beautiful Phoebus or Milotic that's beautiful. No, no, I had to make the Phoebus beautiful, then... Oh, that's uh, how you evolve it in that one, okay. Yeah, I then you that. evolve it and it becomes a Melodic. Like, you basically okay. level it up once after it's reached max beauty, and then it l- turns into a Melodic. Huh. Yeah, I, that's, how I mean, that's how, that's how Sylveon you, is, too. You, you, can catch, you can catch um, Phoebus in this one, so I wonder how, how, it's, how you... Well, as, there's no contest in this one, so I don't know. Yeah, like pretty much later on, they they it, they've made it much easier and usually just simple evolution. But I think it might be like depend on like you know friendship or or uh, it has to hold like a certain item. Uh. I don't know. I I am very excited to play uh, Pokemon Moon version, but uh, I am uh, I'm, I'm way I'm also not like. The last two versions, I got them on release and played them eleven hours a day until I beat them, uh, and you know, which is fine. But I'm not as, for whatever reason, I'm not as excited for this one. But but I'm sure it's good because every single Pokemon game ever has been good. Like on Let's Place, if I was in charge, I would rank all the Pokemon games. They would go at the top, and then all the other video games would be ranked after that. Yeah. What would you do with the wait, wait, Sonic wait. games? The Sonic. What would I do with the Sonic games? I mean, yeah. Sonic Two is a good game. Sonic Three and Knuckles is the best in my opinion. But I, Sonic Two is like the second best. I mean, I haven't played. I haven't played a lot of the other ones besides Sonic Two because every time I'm in the mood to play Sonic, I'm like, I'm gonna beat it this time. 
And then I get to the last boss and die 35 times in a row and then get a game over. Honestly, it's such a hard... The last boss is so tough. But anyways, uh, one more thing. I want to say one thing about Pokemon Sun and Moon, and then we should get back to the back to yes. the episode. But um, what I like about this one is that they've they've overhauled a lot of the game. Like in the terms of, there's no gym battles in this one. Like they've changed how the game works, and I think it's a welcome refresh of the the formula. There's no gym battles. There's no gym battles. You 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 do trials on the islands and then fight the Kahuna of that island. But in le- instead of just it just being like, here's a room, you fight a bunch of trainers and then fight the gym battle, it's more like the whole island has like a story to it. Like, the trials okay. are more than just like battling things. It's, it's interesting. I don't know about doing things besides battling. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're still battling, but it's like there's a framing narrative. Like, oh, like, okay. I want you to go see what that water thing's about. And you go to it and there's a Pokemon and you fight it. And then it, another water thing pops up and you're like, oh, what's happening over there? And then, yeah, I don't know, it's cool. Okay. So you're saying that it's more it's it's about more than just wanting to be the very best, the best that ever was. It's more was. of a natural narrative than just like here's a room of things to battle in. I like. Uh, well, I think that it's a pretty natural narrative. Here's a room with the things to battle. In. <laughs> like, I guess. You, but I don't, you I just, go I in, like, and the guy's it's, like, it's the guy's like, out. you need to get to the guy and beat this puzzle. You need to find the key in the trash. You got to figure out which key trash can has the keys in it. To fight Lieutenant Surge. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I, see when you play it. I, yes. I will. I'm sure I will like it because there. Yeah, Pokemon is is the best. Yeah. Even I even liked Gen three. I Gen three, my first Gen that I bought. Anywho. Oh. Anyway, we're getting yes. back to the episode. Back this to is the episode. Pokemon talk. <laughs> this is not HM ninety six. On audio entropy. Listen now. <laughs> But yes, so we we have a little exchange between all the Maximals talking about how there's there's traps on the island, and then Rattrap happens to make mention that this all seems to be like a puzzle, and everybody's like, "Well, what do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, this whole place is designed to attract intelligent species and uh, to test them." And they're like, "Well, test for what?" And he's like, "I don't know, Bird Lady, but I'll tell you this: generally speaking." <laughs> Being a guinea pig ain't exactly a long-term career gig. <laughs> what, what I liked about this... Plus, calls a bird lady. <laughs> what I like about this whole scene is that it's shot like with like a panning, like a 360 panning around the group the whole time. Yeah. And it's it's interesting shot for Beast Wars. I've never seen... Also, it's, it's a giant yeah. rat on his back legs, lecturing a, a falcon, a tiger, and a gorilla. It's true. Yes. <laughs> you don't even see the you just see Optimus's like chest because all the other yes. characters are around the same height, but he isn't. Yep. <laughs> Optimus has like a, a thoughtful look on his face at one point too, where he's like, hmm, scratching his chin. And he's like, yes, you seem to be right. <laughs> so, so it's interesting. We keep talking about how weird these four look together. I think like it's because we're used to the original team. Like they just are sort of we see them as those characters more than just. I mean, we've pointed out that Rhinox looks kind of funny sometimes, but like Tigertron isn't always there. And then, and then with, with Airazor being brand new and her also being a weird size, because most of the rest of them are, are pretty close to proportional or they're, yeah, like a gorilla. I don't know how big, like sometimes gorillas are big. I don't know. 
Well, King the other Kong thing too is that they usually talk in robot mode. The other one, the other, the normal group because they're usually talking in the Axelon base, and they're like in robot. Yeah, mode. Or some of them are in robot mode or something, so you feel like more like it's Transformers talking rather than it being all animals. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yep, that's true. Um, at one point during the discussion, Rattrap makes mention that they should get off, and I'm quoting this: "This flying sod farm," which. <laughs> Which upsets Tigertron because he's like, "No, this is the land of peace, and I will protect it." He's like, "So who do you think mows the grass on that island if it's a sod farm?" <laughs> well, I don't do know. You think the, sod do you think sod the, the eye has like a special has like a special laser that tr- trims the grass? Oh, you think the obelisk one is not like shooting energy weapons? It like tends to the grounds. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was kind of thinking. As like a with, lesser setting. Yeah, yeah. Is that we, what? Yeah, I mean, it is an energy weapon. It's just chopping grass. And- <laughs> Maybe that's what the eye is for. It's His a precision grass is too laser. Long. <laughs> the eye is a precision laser. So, do you think it it goes it goes in like rows or like if it do, or it does like the round thing like it goes around like the go around in circles? What if it does the checkerboard or the checkerboard? You think it does like rows mm-hmm. and then does a diagonal? Well, I think it could do the checkerboard. I mean, it's got eyes on all sides there. <laughs> yeah. yeah discussing sense. lawn mowing techniques. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rat Trap called it a sod farm, and that is a good point. I mean, there is it is grass, right? I'm trying to ask, is, is that what sod is? Like, grass clippings? It's, I thought sod was more of a moss. Sod... Yeah. Is, I thought it was a British curse word. That's what I thought it was. Well, <laughs> the, sodding. You know, so, I'm unless I'm making this up, sod is when you buy, like, when you have, like, a house, when you have, like, a new house, and they, rather than planting the grass, they, like, they, like, have, like, it's like a carpet, like, but it's, it's the roots and the grass, and then they stick it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a piece of turf with, with grass. It's already sort of seated in it okay i remember i remember that from when my parents bought a house when i was 10 so <laughs> i'm that's i'm pretty sure that's what the word is yeah i'm gonna google it just to make sense sure <laughs> <laughs> well while you google that i'm gonna keep going with the episode here so just as is tigertron sort of getting into his uh no i need to protect the island sort of thing um they sort of they make mention that well it's not going to be a land of peace much longer because Black Arachne and Scorpionok just got to the center. So sod or turf is grass and the part of the soil beneath it held together by roots or a piece of thin material. In British English, such material is more commonly or more usually known as turf, and the word sod is limited mainly to agricultural senses. For example, for turf when plowed. So yeah, that. <laughs> And then there's well, a we install sod YouTube video if you're. <laughs> now we know, and knowing is half the battle. What's the other half? Lasers. Isn't it blue lasers and red lasers? Isn't that the joke? Twenty-five percent. I remember there was a flash cartoon once that there were a bunch of kids that were like, "Well, what's the other half of the battle, Duke?" He's like, "Killing commie scum." <laughs> but really, what 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 I would say is the other half is action. Just action yeah. in general. It's like doing something. About, about all of- <laughs> yeah, that, would, that would actually make sense. That actually answers the question. <laughs> so yes. Um, Black Iraqi and Scorpia or Scorpionok make it to the obelisk. And 
she realizes that they need to be able to blast their way in, but they can't do it because of their energy weapon. So she says, we need a diversion. So she taps her little uh, Predacon symbol on her neck. So instead of on her chest, like we get with the Maximals, it's on her neck. And she activates her comm badge, apparently, and, and starts uh, talking into it. And basically, sort of goading, sort, sort of like leading on terror. Cutting out of it, Greg. Or saying like Triumph Force, they, they need to be yeah. stopped. She's like, I will blow you're, you're, you're them cutting, I'll from the out for me yeah. as well. We're losing, yeah, we're losing you, Greg. We're losing you. Uh, hold on. Let me yes. reposition my computer here. Okay, okay, so what what Greg was saying is that she's like goading Pterosaur into being dumb. Yeah. yeah, she's basically saying they're going that they're the what's she say like the flyers are going to take all the credit and swoop in. We must get it for ourselves or something like that. Yeah, basically. Like that. Yeah, basically saying that the flyers will try and take their triumph for their own and that they must be stopped. And so Pterosaur transforms and winds up shooting uh both she and and scorponok managed to jump out of the way and then pterosaur being the idiot that he is realizes oh crap because he sees the obelisk charging and then it shoots and he and waspinator get blown out of the sky again <laughs> and waspinator's like stupid pterosaur yes <laughs> or pterodactyl or something yes it was uh ter- he's like pterodactyl idiot yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what he says <laughs> So it, it cuts back to her, and she blows a hole, a very, a very um, square, blocky, brick. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, brick, it's a very pixelated looking scale. hole. Very, yeah, yeah, very. It looked very pixelated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they they walk in, and she she announces that the flying island and all of its powers will belong to her to control. So does, is this where she goes in, and we see the like the reactor core? Of the yes. Osbel- obelisk yeah. thing. Okay, yeah. so this thing to me looks like it's from a different cartoon. Yeah, it does look a little weird. Like I don't oh, know this what room cartoon. Looks really video gamey to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it looks like it's from. It, maybe uh, they borrowed it from reboot. Yeah, actually, I, I was thinking that too <laughs> when we said like when it was bad, you know, bad pixelated pixely bricks or whatever. Yeah, it may have been a model borrowed from borrowed from reboot. I think it would fit in like a reboot, like a game, like in game of a reboot. Yeah. Um, and actually, that rem- that's funny because when she starts walking up the stairs, because I I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but when she walks up the stairs, it looks kind of janky too. It does. Yeah. I just I don't know. Yeah. I just thought that that was a little bit weird, and then her cost and then her costume here in a minute when it's the change, it looked a little <laughs> off, like like it was yeah. from like it was from a different. A different CG animated show from 1996, yeah. or from a commercial <laughs> yeah. for street sharks or something. I don't know. Yeah. So we we get a little uh, exchange between Scorponok and Black Arachne, where he he sort um, of informed. Oh. I think before that, like because I was like Black Arachne kind of laughing about generator thing. Oh. I mean, this switches to the Maximals. For oh, that's right. Yes, because we yeah. do get we do get a nifty little scene where they're running. They're like, oh, the Predacons have reached the obelisk, and uh, what does Rat Trap say? It's something along the lines of, oh, I hate these glory charges. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, 
And he's like, what's, what What? do you say, gorilla guy? And he's like, any chance of a negotiated settlement? He's like, <laughs> and all just is really blunt with it. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really like when Optimus transforms. It's this really cool like thing where he kind of like, he's running as a gorilla and then he like flips into ro- and being yeah. a robot. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, because he, he says battle ready team and then they all transform. And I thought that was kind of neat. So he's flying. Oh, and, and Air Razor is, is fixed finally. She's able to fly again. Yeah. yeah. So they start heading towards it. Um, and this is where we then get black, this little exchange between Black Arachne and Scorponok. And she's like, oh, I'm going to s- destroy the Maximals and rule the Predacons. And Scorponok's like, well, Megatron anticipated your treachery. He's like, that's why I'm here to eliminate you. That's what all that whispering was back there. He, he's yes. like, remember when Megatron had, was whispering something to me when you were standing right there? <laughs> we were plotting against you. She's like, oh, I'm so surprised. Yeah. But uh, she's like, well, I enough, anticipated she... you anticipating this. <laughs> so she uh, reminds him that if he shoots her now, that you know he'll destroy the whole thing. So. He starts backing up and doesn't realize that there's a trap sink, uh, mark behind him. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, maybe if I step back five feet, then I won't cause yeah, a change like, reaction that destroys everything. Yeah. I do, yeah, I do. And I lo- do love how, once again, Black Arachnia goes someone into basically springing a trap. Yeah. Yeah. Because what happens She's is... She's diving. She is. Yep. Um, we get a uh, another hole that forms in the ground, and this Did time you see other symbols like right beside it, where I like look like hieroglyphs. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't quite make them out though. I'll have to go back and take a look at you them. You think again. this is the the, the this is a, a a ship of the Goa Uld? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because they do have so, sort of a similar pyramid shape on their motherships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's going to get hieroglyphs, you need to call Daniel Jackson. <laughs> yeah, it, it it looks like, uh, what is it, like, feather reed chit, like chick, and then just some weird squibbly thing. I mean, there's other symbols, but there's ones that are outlined in black clearly that make mm-hmm. them more distinct than the other ones that's right by it. And oh. I'm not I'm sure. To, I'll definitely have to check that out again. Yeah. Yes, yes, I shall have to check. <laughs> I need yeah, to watch yeah. Stargate. So, I have Amazon Prime <laughs> now. I need to rewatch Stargate. It's a good show. It's kind of gotten like lost in the. I feel like it's kind of gotten. It's yeah, kind of lost to time, kind of thing. Not up here in Canada. It is on every day. It's in syndication on our one sci-fi channel up here. I don't know if they still yep. play it on the sci-fi. I don't watch live TV. Maybe that's my problem. Because it was like it was on Netflix, and then they took it off Netflix to put it on Amazon Prime. But nobody has Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. So Black Arachnia manages to to dispatch Scorponok. She kicks him off off the island, so to speak. If we're to make a survivor term. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm glad you the got hole. the obligatory survivor reference because they talk about being off the island a bunch, and I just. Didn't have the energy for it, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so she she turns her attention to this control center. She starts going up the steps, and I'm trying to remember how it goes here. 
So she knocks him off. She's like, now for the power. She's like, this will all be mine. Um, so she manages to get upstairs. For some reason, there's a room with a door. And she shoots the door and starts walking inside. And we get the Illuminati symbol on the floor. And as soon as she walks in, it's, there's like this beam of energy that transforms it well i can't really say transform but it changes her her color scheme she sort of goes silver Silver, with red eyes gray and black yeah except for certain parts like her mouth and her claws yeah okay so when in this scene with these couple of scenes that were kind of featuring black arachnia my wife was actually halfway watching the episode it is kind of cranky yeah, my my wife was kind of like, halfway yeah. watching the episode with me, and she mm-hmm. agrees that Black Arachnia looks Asian. I said, "Doesn't she look Asian?" And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was actually just about to say that." I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of like a almost like a geisha look," and she was like, "Yeah, exactly." I was like, "The the other guys on the podcast didn't agree with me. I'm gonna have to tell them." And she's like, "Yeah, well, you know, I just think well, no, alike. no, no. I I think I I disagree that with the she didn't have she was Asian, but I did agree with the geisha look. Okay. So you're saying the geishas are not Asian? See, well, they can be not Asian. Really? Okay. I think I think that you can train to be a geisha and not be from you know like Asian. I have well, no idea, but I mean, like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm like, I can see where you're coming from. I just I just never thought of that myself. I was just like, okay, I can uh-huh. see where you're saying. Yeah. But, yes. You guys, no, I, I just, understand. I you don't see race. You're you're. No, I see race just <laughs> fine. It's just like. I, don't know, I was like, oh, she's she's got she's got the curved eye kind of thing, but I think oh, that's just because she's supposed to have like eyelashes. She's like a lady, but like I didn't. Well, yes, I can all see women you, are Asian. Interpret that as okay. <laughs> I can see how you can interpret it as Asian. I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't. Actually, no, I don't think Air Razor is Asian, so that that falls apart pretty quickly. <laughs> okay, okay, we can go back. We can go back to the what's happening. Uh, so I don't really like her outfit. It's. Again, looks like something from a different TV show. Um, well, I mean, it's just, it's just a color swap, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's something I think it's about a weird it. that her mouth's still gold. That kind of weird. So, I don't yeah, know. that was a little weird. Like, especially you mentioned the uh, Rhinox in the couple episodes ago that looked really awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, not so much Not so much her. So I, mean, um, I, had, I had two things from this little transformation sequence that she had. First off, when she starts going, yes, yes, <laughs> she has some really suggestive poses that she makes over the course of it. And two, I almost wanted her to say, I have the power. I was really hoping for a He-Man reference, but I didn't Doesn't get it. She, she says something that's, that's almost a Highlander reference, but I can't remember what she says. I think she said, I feel the power and I have the control, but I, I was really hoping that she was going to say something like, I have the power. That's actually uh, under the screen screen cap in uh, in a TF wiki. On is one it? Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought of it then. But the, the top one is her sitting in the chair and saying, Lord's, uh, Lord Zed had a makeover. <laughs> <laughs> that works. She's more like a Scorpina than a Lord Zed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. Scorpino! Imagine if Scorpino like had her own castle. That'd be cool. Oh, okay. So this is another thing that has come up in my I'm head to just catch now. These, these sexual poses. I'm, I can't see them anywhere. 
Not that I'm like looking for any. I just I just don't I just don't know what you meant. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna try and bring it up here. So if, so was it just what she was saying that maybe kind of in conjunction with? Uh, it's, I'm gonna. I got, I, got, I got I got more I got more like iffiness from like. When Air Razor was moaning earlier while bump, bouncing up and down, she was like moaning, and I'm like, "That's a weird." <laughs> <person to do." laughs> um, I know it's supposed to be like, "Oh, pained moans," but they don't sound any different. So is, like, is there a is there a yeah. um, okay? Wait, I think it's after the light kind of zaps her with power and she gets her makeover. Yeah, yeah. I was I'm, looking at the light. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm oh, I see. Yeah, right where now. she like kind of she kind of like she kind of caresses her whole body. Yeah, I see it now. Yeah, I was she trying to bristling with power. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. She 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 rubs her claw down her length and yeah. Yeah, like she's she's sort of like right after she gets zapped, she's kinda, and she's gonna like, juts her hips out and puts yes. her yes. Like I know what you're saying now. I yeah. couldn't see it before for some reason. So like, ah, look at me. So um, so you guys, you said earlier that this is a this is a recolor that never got a toy of its own. I was just yeah, thinking because uh, I not so much this one, but with the the Rhinox one a few a few weeks ago. Like I wonder because there's people who like paint the little D and D figures. I wonder how hard it would be to um to repaint like to recolor a like a like an action figure sized figure. Oh, I'm sure there's with plenty of people. I'm pretty sure that there are people that do that with like. A bunch of the toys now. Oh, yeah, like um, the the new Ninja Turtle toys that came out for the 2014 series. Yeah, they're pretty cool toys actually. But there was a I saw a lot of really cool repaints of that where they mm-hmm. added like shading and detail and stuff. And I'm like, those look cool. I want those toys just for like those repaints. Like, then I think with that. like um, <laughs> with like the um, the first Optimus that came out with the Michael Bay movies. I I'm, I remember seeing a few pictures of repaints of that too. And it looked a lot better like a lot closer to the movie than what we actually got with the toys so so yeah well, there's I want still the people toy to do be it. more the movie to be more like the toy not the toy to be more like the movie <laughs> that's just me. true enough that's that's the the power rangers the power rangers philosophy of just use the of just use the toy as the prop and then you can say that the toy is <laughs> the prop replica <laughs> i looked up ninja turtles repaints i got ones for the movie toys and the movie toys do look fucking horrendous um, the repaints make them look actually kind of good, even though I don't really like the movie designs that much. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, you the the movie you, you got to have the the guy the dudes in suits was so much better, but still. it was better. Yeah. Still, yeah, there's, I, there's, I'm there's, still there's a, a repaint of the Leonardo toy, for instance. You can see how bad the actual toy looks like, but the repaint. Okay. Wait, yeah. is the repaint on the left? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that looks a lot. Oh my god, that looks a lot better. The right one, the one on the right is the actual toy you see in the in the stores. Like, I know, like it looks. That so looks bad. like something out of the dollar store. Yeah, here's, here's one of Raphael. Yeah, oh yeah, and they're like they're not dollar store; they're like fifteen dollar figures. Like Ugh. I remember when they released like uh, the painting style that the that la- yeah the painting style here reminds me of when they did the first the live action the first live action movies and they had toys out and they had this kind of like you know despite the heads look like this and that's what this they were kind of rubbery looks like. too and it was yeah, yeah. The, the the originals look terrible okay yeah. we have different opinions i like the because the original the original one's the one on the right that's got less detail right yeah for leo yeah. yes okay yeah i like that one better really 
I don't yeah. understand. It looks more like TV. it looks more like the Ninja Turtle toys from my youth. Yeah. See. Well, okay. Yeah. That that's 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 what I see. That was the other thing. Was like I can. That's what I was going to say. I can see that design being more toy like and like it looks like the old Playmate toys. But at the same time, with the movie stuff, like that's one of the things I liked to distinguish them. Is like the toys looked more realistic. The movie toys looked more realistic, so you knew they were from the movies while opposed to the other ones which were the playmites really colorful uh less detailed ones mm-hmm. the less detailed toys look right when it's like a a cartoon but when it's like supposed to be representing these like tv things i don't think they look good like that i think it just looks really cheap um i guess my i guess and, my and, thing is my thing is i want the i first of all i think that especially the second michael bay ninja turtles movie looked pretty cartoony um that's true and uh and and i and even if it didn't, I want it to. <laughs> so I, I just and then the second thing I shared is um, recolors of the toys from the cartoon that came out in 2014. So those, those are really good recolors, I think. I mean, the the regular toys don't look that bad. They look really they look a lot cartoonier, and I think Kendall would enjoy the regular toys. But I like the repaints. I think they look really cool. Mm-hmm. See, I don't like the design. I don't like the proportions <laughs> on those. Yeah, <laughs> they are a little. The Those are closer flaw. to the original comic, and I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the original it's comic, a lot, though. I as 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 much as I talking about toys that people can't see, com- we stop doing this. <laughs> as much as I appreciate the original comic uh, with Ninja Turtles, I just I kind of my Ninja Turtles, and this is completely subjective, and I don't pretend to be an expert because I'm not that big of a Ninja Turtle fan. My Ninja Turtles is my memory of the of the TV show from the eighties that I haven't ever revisited and the, and the, the three movies, the three, you know, the three live action movies and the toys that I had as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so like when I see, cause I definitely have seen these, the, 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 the weird proportioned ones. Yeah, I guess you're right. They do, they do kind of look similar to Eastman and Laird's, whichever one, whichever one was the artist, uh, the way that he, he drew them initially. The yeah. I mean, um, I mean, they they both like shared penciling and stuff, um, but like but, the the actual twenty fourteen cartoon is twenty fourteen cartoon is actually really good. I I personally my favorite my favorite version of the turtles is the two thousand three cartoon. I think that's the best because it combines a more lighthearted look at the original comic storylines. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think the original comics are too are too violent, and then two thousand three cartoon is like those stories, but like better suited for kids and then having them more be heroes. And I really enjoy the two thousand three cartoon. But yeah. I read yeah, a little bit of the modern comic run. I don't know when it started, and I and I did like that, but I didn't. I don't like Ninja Turtles enough to put forth effort. Um, I mean, I like them, but they're just as lots of things. Mm-hmm. I fair enough. They're one of my favorite things. Like I love Ninja Turtles. They're they're, they're like my jam. But I saw the move. But I saw the Michael Bay movies. So I guess I'm just a bad person. No. <laughs> Because I like intentionally, although I enjoyed the Michael Bay movies for what they were. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm everything. Got to get back to Beast Wars here. So they, what? There's a bunch of explosions, and then the good guys win. The end. Yes, because Black Arachne says, "Let there be light," and we get this little sort of four-way laser beam that sort of merges at the top and then shoots up into the sky and disperses all the cloud that was there. And we see that it's nighttime now. Yeah, I was actually wondering, did she say let there be light or did she say let there be blight? That's what I thought she said. 
No, it was as like, like a, as like a play on words. Yeah, but no, no. She, she said, said let she there says, be blight because I decided that is better. <laughs> <laughs> so because it, she she does the opposite of letting there be light. She makes yeah. it nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think I think it's just that she meant get rid of the clouds. She didn't yeah. know it was night out at the time. Yeah. <laughs> also, I noticed that when she sits in the chair, she scrapes at the at yes, the, the things with her claws. Like that's terrible to do with a used, like you know, station thing, yeah. power station thing. That I know it's not technically hers, and she and but and she just claimed it. But that's that's got to be some kind of breach of contract. I figured she. I figured she forgot that she didn't have hands. <laughs> she, was try, she was trying to like push buttons. She was overwhelmed with the power and forgot for a moment. But yeah. So she orders the the island all speed to the maximal base, and it starts. the The obelisk sort of lifts up a bit, and then the island starts flying really fast in the direction of the base. You mentioned that she starts blasting everything, or no? Oh yes, yes she does. Yeah, she. The she scene starts, where Air uh, Ranger goes up right next to the obelisk, starts shooting over laser. Oh my and then, god, that was the stupidest thing. <laughs> I thought it was great because. I thought I thought this whole this whole sequence was great, and it's because like yeah, because yeah, air rays are just as like okay, um, well they're they're shooting all the guns already. I may as well shoot this thing. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like when the when the guys escaping in a plane and the people shoot their guns at the plane, even though they know that it's gonna it's not gonna do anything. Like it was a I thought that was great. I I, I thought I thought I took it. It just looked really goofy because like the animation of it just like. But she gets blasted. Yeah, just we were just, we were just talking about the animation, not the the reasoning behind it. Also, I thought the <laughs> animation. I thought this animation. I mean, it definitely like looked dated. This whole sequence again, it looked dated. Yeah. Like it looked like they were trying to push everything to the limit. But yeah. I thought they really succeeded in this in this like mix of nostalgia for that style of animation with actually it looking pretty good. I was just like, "Wow, this is." This All I'm is saying is that she gets, she gets hit by the laser, and she doesn't change her pose at all. She gets moved to the left, like slightly. <laughs> this looks goofy. Okay, yeah. it okay. still looks like it's still great. It's a great scene. I'm just saying, a little goofy. I, well, okay, maybe I guess I didn't notice that because there were a million it, other it, things it's happening. It's kind of funny because she's like, because she gets like blasted by this giant laser. It's just kind of funny. It's a funny moment. I don't know to me. That was. I thought it was your opinion. Like, oh, <laughs> what did you expect? You you seen the thing shoot at you anytime you use your weapon. And you shoot at it directly. Your point blank range, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> boom! It hits you. It's like, well, because all the other like they're good. They're, she's already getting shot at by everything. Like it's not like it's it's not peaceful anymore. Like, yeah. well, then why did she get so close to it? Because she's trying to take <laughs> it out. She's being heroic. She's one of the good guys. Unlike the rest of the Maximals. <laughs> we're hiding behind rocks mm-hmm. look there's Which heroes on both sides we... that's all I'm saying <laughs> and that leads us to, to Tigertron and Rattrap who are hiding behind a rock and uh, Tigertron's like this wasn't supposed to happen Rattrap's like well you get no argument from me and then <laughs> there's an explosion and Rattrap gets his leg caught well, did, under did a rock did you mention how the obelisk uh, rises. He did. Yes. Yep. No, I meant the obelisk itself rises up. Not yep. I mean, I, I thought he did, but because yeah. like, oh, I thought I thought you said the island rised up and. No, no, no. I. Sorry. 
Yep. Well, no th- it does. No, no worries. I interrupted him <laughs> with my like, backtracking, so it's fine. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. The the center of the obelisk rises. I'm guessing so. Black Arachnia makes the stairs taller. I, I guess. I got maybe a sense that it was it was like level. that. Yeah. She was adjusting things to be like have more control, and and she was yeah like she was accelerating to attack speed kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? Maybe she was aim- maybe oh. you know this whole episode's been about line of sight. She was probably raising it higher so that she could shoot from the so that like Pythagorean theorem, she could uh shoot the maximal base from from uh the middle of the island. Oh, okay, yeah. That's certainly possible. Also, did you mention the evacuation of the of the no, I was just about to. Actually. <laughs> I think it was just getting yeah. Because yeah. because I, I think it comes before the the line. Oh, that's of like, right. Yeah, that's why I was asking that yeah. one. Yeah, because Optimus winds up radioing the base, and he says, it's "I love a, his part." He's like, "Code one emergency, evacuate Maxwell Base. Scramble, scramble." <laughs> Rhinox grabs a plant. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rhinox grabs a plant. <laughs> He's so running cute. around with it in his hands. So cute. He's like, I can't leave you behind. My precious plant. <laughs> and, and so they all escape, and they're going down the elevator. Like, Dinobot's in his velociraptor form, and he goes down the elevator. We got Rhinox in the other elevator holding the plant in front of him as it goes down. Never see uh, Cheetor go down, so presumably yeah. he would just... Was that the same <laughs> plant that we saw at the end of Guerrilla Warfare? I don't Possible. know. I, I hope it's it not, is. It's, it's not continuity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not blooming, so I can't tell for sure. But. Maybe it's, or it's the plant at the end of, uh, uh, dark and dark desires or whatever it was called. The the one with the evil Rhinox. Oh, he just operated it, brought it over. Yeah, maybe. That's did really it possible. look really bad? If it did, it was probably from that episode. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then it prob- you're right. It was probably then the one from Guerrilla Warfare. Okay, but yeah. So from here, um, the island is getting closer to the maximal base. Uh, Tigertron and Rat Trap are behind a rock. Rat Trap gets his leg caught under a rock during an explosion, and Tigertron's like, "Oh, he's like Rat Trap, I can't leave you." And Rat Trap's saying, "No, you got to get in there and shut this down, otherwise, it's you know, it's going to destroy the base." And so, Tigertron runs into the the obelisk. And Rat Trap decides the best way to get out from under the rock is to get shot. <laughs> Instead uh, of using his gun to shoot it, he gets the obelisk. He shoots at the obelisk, which then in turn shoots him and knocks him back. Doesn't destroy him. It knocks him back, and he like, you know, goes. Woo-hoo. But yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the TF wiki mentioned that maybe just from all the volley of fires that uh, Black Arachia is going out, that it just might be not as powerful as before to That's do true. the massive blast. Yeah. yeah. Which also might explain why it didn't just devastate uh, Air Razor when she flew up there. Yeah, I suppose so too. Because we do wind up seeing her at the end also. But uh, so what winds up happening now is it's almost very Star Wars esque in that. Black Arachnia says, Maxwell base almost in range, and she starts counting down from five. And we then see inside, and Tiger Tron is like, may I be forgiven for what I must do? Uh, and can I point out an animation goof? Yep. 
Um, while as the island's like going towards the camera, and we're seeing like above the island, you see shots of the water, and the water's bright blue, even though it's nighttime. Oh yeah, yeah, I see that too. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, it's just a little. I probably didn't think of it when they were shooting, when they were doing it, and, and I didn't even think about it when I first watched it. But then, but as we were slowly going through it, I'm like, oh hey, that should that should reflect the night sky, which is not blue right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the as. Uh, as Black Arachne is doing her countdown, Tigatron shoots the generator in the obelisk, uh, which essentially causes an exp- causes it to overload. And Black Arachne is like, "What? No, no!" And then <laughs> I think is it Rattrap that's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I think I predicted this last episode, and when they had like the next time on Beast Wars segment, when Ra- Tigatron said that line of like. Forgive me for what I must do, and I'm like, he's probably gonna have to blow up the island to save everyone else. Yeah, I'm gonna regret that. <laughs> so the the Maximals make their escape, and right after they make their their escape, the island sort of cruises right over the Maximal base, uh, hits a pillar behind it, mm-hmm. and then proceeds to start crashing down. It smacks into a bunch of rocks, and I think the side of another cliff on the way down. It, like, scrapes along the side of that cliff. Yeah, and then it sort of, like, slides along the, along the edge, and then we see black that little scene from the preview for the episode where Black Arachne yeah. is stuck in the obelisk with her arms raised. It's like, ah. and, Which, I think it's kind of neat how, like, the island, like, then crashes into the desert and falls apart and goes flying, but the obelisk stays up during that entire part. Yeah. Like, it... Even until it, like, the very examines. end. Yeah, until the very I liked end. The, I really liked the, the way that the pieces of the island were breaking off, and it was the, the sort of contrast between the stark, like, the green of the island and the um, more desolate, uh, yeah. like, desert-ish whatever they're in. Yeah, that was I liked pretty that cool, whole, I found, too. That, yeah, that whole animation scene was pretty cool, though. It's breaking yeah. apart and everything. But yeah, so the, the obelisk topples over. And as it topples over, it then shoots a blue beam of energy to one of the two moons in the sky. And it turns out that there's a second obelisk on this moon. And it redirects this energy into space. And that's the big uh, moon that, that Rhinox said that there seems to, it seems to be less dense than, than it should be, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Finally getting some moon stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it shoots off into the space, and we cut back to the Maxwells, who I, I assume that this is behind their base, because I think that's their base in the background, like sort of yeah. like the, the back end of the base, to, so to speak. So when I was watching like, this, that, that's actually one thing. Uh, when I was watching this, I was like, man, how different would things be if, it, if the island had crashed and everything, but it had just landed on the base? <laughs> Smashed the base. It would not have been a good time for them. Well, they'd have found well, it. Tiger Tron would have still been happy. Because <laughs> as as, it, as we come to find out, Tiger Tron's pretty pissed. Yeah. Everybody's speculating as to what the signal was, and he's like, "We were given a paradise. All we had to do was live there in peace, but we proved unworthy, and the paradise is no more." They're probably traps. And- yeah, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't seem very paradisey to me. Yeah, there were traps yeah. everywhere. There's a big weird tower in the middle of it. That wants to shoot you wants if you're trying to, to do you, stuff. Yeah, yeah. like, I mean, like, 
the whole like if the traps weren't you, there, you could argue that it's pretty peaceful. Yeah. But there's also nice be parts peace. of the planet they're on. Yeah. 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 But I also feel really bad for that butterfly. Yeah. Because what winds up happening is um, like Otto sort of agrees with him. He says, yeah, it's an old story. He's like, maybe someday we'll learn. Yeah, he surmises that like the the single beam was telling the aliens that they failed this test of you Tigertron. Know, years says that. Yeah, yeah, Tigertron. Yeah. Like he, he surmises that like he, does, he does, yeah he doesn't just say like oh we destroyed something beautiful. He surmises that that was a test and that the aliens are going to know that we like were given something beautiful and we decided to like war over it instead. And, yeah. and I mean like I, and, and that's just his guess. Who, know, who knows what the message actually is saying? Because I, I mean I don't know what. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll find uh, yeah. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, it just seemed a little like, eh. it wasn't like, I mean, maybe it would have been different if, like, they'd have gone up there and suddenly they were all friends with each other or something. It just didn't <laughs> seem like that paradise y to me. I did and, really, and, and, I yeah. want to say I really liked the touch with the, with the butterfly because I noticed it. So oh, tragic. Yeah. I noticed it last, <laughs> last week. I think I mentioned that I thought it might, like the, the amount they were using it, I thought it might be a new Transformer. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, Monarch. Yeah. Monarch. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but no. Yeah. Um, Bye. And another thing, too, is that I would say to Tigertron, you didn't fail the test. The Predacons did, because I'm sure if you had found the place, you would have just been, like, cool island. But, like, the yeah. Predacons, like, you guys are trying to stop the Predacons from having power. It's not so much, like, you destroy it for your selfish reasons or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But we we do get one final little bit where uh, Rat Trap is, like, uh, trying to break the deeply philosophical moment, but he's he's concerned about who got the message and uh, expecting that they're not going to be very happy and Wait, wondering what they're going to do. So Did we actually s- explain the butterfly? Why it's sad? <laughs> I, think we, I think we were, like, lamenting its poor fate. It and dies, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like it, and it's not like, you know, like you see it squished or anything like that. It flies by and collapses on the ground, and they do a close-up like of it struggling. Wings. Yeah, like, it's burnt wings and... and and collapsing body, so they really hammer it home. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sad. Felt bad. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, that's the end of the episode. We didn't get we didn't get uh, Eeyore Rhinox saying anything though. Nope. Well, he said like, "We'll just have to wait and see." Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. There's that episode, and that was sure. the the mid season finale. Yep, so we won't be here for another six weeks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll put out an episode every day for three weeks. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh, I don't do think a, that's... Do a Steven bomb. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know we've got a few questions, so I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get to all of them, but we'll try and hit as many as we can. Yeah. Well, I've just been, you know, keeping track of them and holding on to them, so... There was uh, a couple of questions we didn't get to last time, though. But, so, uh, just real quick, did we get to the one from Eric about if uh, about swapping sides, excluding Dinobot? I don't or did, so. Okay. So, like, from last time, Eric asked if one Maximal and one Predacon, Predacon were to swap sides, that, you know, not counting Dinobot... Uh, who would you want to, want it to be? Like, who would you want to see do? Oh, like, a, a, yeah, I remember this uh, question. 
body swap episode, I guess you could say. See, well, I thought it was more like an allegiance swap. It sounds like. Or, yeah. Oh, or, yeah. yeah, okay. If it was an allegiance swap. swap, I would want to see Waspinator on the Maximals for a day. Yeah, okay. I like yeah, that. that <laughs> yeah. Push Maximal kind of cool. on the Predacon. <laughs> well, we already seen it, though not Rhinox. two allegiance swaps. Rhinox and. Well, Rhinox was an allegiance swap. Rhinox and technically Rap Trap, but that was a ruse. Yeah. And I, I have think- a. I think Guerrilla Warfare would show us what would happen if it was primal. Yeah, so I guess that would leave just Cheetor or Tigatron or Air Racer. I think Cheetor would be probably the most interesting to see. Yeah, I think seeing him... It'd be his edgy phase. Yeah, as, yeah. I say, here's my pitch for, for Cheetor. He discovers emo music. He, <laughs> he, uh, he asks Air Razor out, but... She's like, I'm sorry, I'm kind of got this thing for Tigatron, and he gets super depressed, and um, <laughs> he starts God. writing in a journal. He gets, he gets really, yeah. Get, but then that depression kind of turns to anger, um, and uh, you know, <laughs> and Black Arachnia kind of, kind of, you know, gives him, gives him. It's like, you know, you were kind of because you know he was, he's always had a thing for her. He was kind of nagging her earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say, sure, everything you're gonna say is is. My thinking, except instead of Black Arachne, it's Megatron. You want Megatron? <laughs> okay. <laughs> My little pussycat. <laughs> like, oh, I like you, pussycat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think. I well, I I do think. I mean, not even without even ma- doing the 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 sexual thing. I think Megatron <laughs> could be a could be a father figure to Cheetor. If he felt yeah. if he felt alienated from the rest of the group because nobody takes him seriously or something like that. Hi, Rado, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, but okay. but my my t- my thought on uh, the Predacon to switch to Maximal would be Tarantulas, and Ooh. and it would be really interesting because we sort of got this a little bit at the beginning with Dinobot. Um, but if Dinobot was Piccolo, Tarantulas could be Vegeta. So like oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like the character yeah. who who he's fighting on the good guy's side, but he is definitely not a good guy. He a hundred percent has his own agenda. It's just yeah. that he sees Megatron as the bigger threat. Which is kind of what you have with Dinobot, except for Dinobot like, you know, has his code of honor and learns and grows and actually has a heart of you know is actually like a good guy underneath having yeah. having tarantulas or really you could do it with with any uh, with just about any of the predacons because the predacons all want to betray each other constantly <laughs> but uh, it's really interesting with tarantulas because he's actually smart while like Aerosaur yeah. is like a fucking idiot right right and he's just he's got his he's got his own he's clearly kind of got his own agenda i think it would be interesting if you had that dynamic of a character that you clearly can't trust, who clearly has their own agenda, but is fighting on the maximal side. Yeah, sort of yeah, like an right. enemy of my enemy is my friend. Exactly, exactly. And like maybe he doesn't actually stay on the maximal base. Like he's got his own kind of lair, and and he just kind of um, says, you know, every one, every so often he says, "Hey, maximals, I've got an idea," and they're like, "We don't want to work with you." And he's like, "Well, but if you do this," and he d- gives them the pitch, and he's like, "You know, you could take out Megatron and." And they're like, well, but we don't want to kill Megatron. And it's like, well, oh, no, you won't f- kill. My filters will adjust. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we also have a question that Eric asked all of us on 
audio entropy that he would like us to answer. Oh, is this the one that I think it is? Yes. You can go back in time to watch one person sneeze. Who is it? And uh, he also stipulated that we could do talk about someone on the show, so it can be a fictional person that we would want to see sneezing. Well, we've already seen Rhinox. Or no, we haven't seen Rhinox. Yeah, that's still coming up. That's coming up. I I don't know. (laughs) Well, I want to see, just Beast Wars specifically, I want to see either Rhinox or Tigertron or Cheetor, because I want to see if it comes out of both mouths. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) What if it was Megatron and it came out of his hand? That would be even better. (laughs) I want to see Megatron oh. sit in a chair, drink a glass of water, and start talking with the other head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he's a Ventriloquist Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> now I need to think about what his T-Rex voice would sound like. I imagine it would just be him, but I guess not. Or no, 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 no. I got it even better. It's not, it's, he's got the other head, but it's got a sock puppet over it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I like Jordan's answer. Go Jordan's answer. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Not very fun. Um, my answer is John Lennon because I like him. There you go. So I'm gonna, I don't understand a sneezing bit. It's like, why do I want someone well, sneeze for? <laughs> I think it's one of those things. Like when someone sneezes, the face they make is pretty much the most silliest thing ever. Because yeah. there, cause there's no way you can stop it. It's a bodily reaction. So it's basically like, do you want to see your, your someone you idolize in a really stupid face? Or who do you think would be absolutely hilarious to see doing doing this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I just want to see this guy that I idolize, like, period, for, like, two seconds. Because I assume that's because <laughs> you're going back in time. So you're just, it's for, like, just a second. And then you go back. And so you get to be like, I'm here in this moment. Share a share an uh, an intimate moment with John Lennon. It would be cool. <laughs> intimate couple seconds. Not intimate like that. Get your mind out of no, the. I, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I was just saying like. But he was just hey, saying John it would just oh, be a couple of seconds. <laughs> so like oh, I saw him sneeze and then he's gone. I didn't even I mean, have a chance be, to you know, offer him a hanky. unique little thing, you know, just like you know, like the time that I uh, that I was uh, saw a person. I don't know. I forget yeah. if I've seen cel- I've seen celebrities. <laughs> okay, and then I have. Okay, this is like a multi-part one that I wanted to save when you were back, Greg. That's mm-hmm. for all of us, and it's from uh, Ryuchi on uh, Twitter, which is like oh. at Frost. Uh, what is that? Frost Mirajic. Mur- it's like Something Frost like and Mirajic. Kendall, yeah. she she is your she is your super fan. Yeah, this is the one that. Uh, but also, um, Mitchell from you know from our group also had a question that kind of tied into it. So I'm gonna yeah. go over them. So Ryuchi it says that uh, who would you cast in a Beast Wars movie? And uh, if that's been asked, I'm now curious who you would cast your co-host as. <laughs> in parentheses, I completely agree with Greg as Rhinox. Yeah, Rhinox. <laughs> and then. And then Mitchell says, picking off of, the, of off of that, who would you cast to play the uh, W and Warren Beast crew in this movie? Because you are the oblig- obligatory human characters, and you all are uh, cave people, I guess. Look, so, I'm not. So, 
we're voicing the Beast Wars characters, and 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 we're in the movie though because reasons. We're not playing ourselves. No, we're we're so we're getting actors to play us as cavemen, and we're getting to voice the voice the characters. Okay. Well, I think I think we could choose other people to voice the characters. Was the first question. But apparently, they think that I would make a good Rhinox. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think we, I think, I think we've Kendall's like, rat trap. I'm offended by that. <laughs> rat trap. Okay, I guess that's okay. It's a snarky, funny one. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'm, yeah. I suppose. Uh, I guess that's how rat trap would react to something like that too. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would still love to take uh, Silverbolt if we ever get if we ever do the movies at that point. But and the current crew, mm, I don't know. I could maybe pull off Primal, like just like acting as that, mm-hmm. like reluctantly. Yeah. I think I can maybe do that. Who would I get to play me as a caveman though? <laughs> oh, I, I know who. I'll say who Jack Black for me because he's like an overweight actor and I'm overweight. So. <laughs> 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 I, 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 for me, I might go with I don't know, maybe Seth Rogen, maybe. But well, I don't people, know if we would. <laughs> if we people would get say that I look that. like uh, Zach Galifianakis, but I'm offended by that. So. Oh my god! And I was thinking of Jonah Hill. Those <laughs> We're all four, fat people. <laughs> those four guys in a movie playing four cavemen with a bunch of transforming robots around them. <laughs> Sounds crazy. Actually, actually, okay, yeah, uh, but no, I want to be, especially if you guys are all fat, I want to be, um, like the, <laughs> I want to be like, uh, played by like, uh, Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, you'll be Christian Bale. I'm gonna be hilarious, actually. We're all played by like comedy actors, and Kendall's just like this badass dude. Like, <laughs> actually, you, you know, and Christian Bale, he would like, he would like study me, he would like live in my apartment for six months. <laughs> he would he you'd he you know he'd grow his hair out he would actually gain the weight like yeah. you know i'm not like fat fat but i'm That's like true. you know i'm like two 230 you know and and it's all no muscle um he would like he would gain the weight he would get the diabetes um you know he would you know he he throws himself into the role if you saw him in uh if you saw him in um that uh the big short oh, that boxing movie well that yeah yeah. yeah, but that was just he got really unhealthy for that role. But in the big mm-hmm. short, like he he was he looked like he was in a documentary. Like he mm-hmm. was th- he looked like a real person. As yeah, that yeah. boxing movie, yeah, uh, uh the fighter. Eh. <laughs> he was okay. annoying. If his goal was to be annoying, then he succeeded in that movie, but <laughs> you, do you think we have time for two more? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. So Joel wanted to know uh, oh, I had a Transformers question. When designing a solar grid, do you prefer localized mi- microinverters at each panel to reduce or eliminate the need for a dedicated transformer? Or do you prefer the lower <laughs> cost, cost and simplicity of design of the classical inverter plus transformer design? Kendall, you researched this, didn't you? <laughs> well, so... Research. I read an article. Um... Hey, uh, you guys talk talk about you this for two seconds. I I there's because there's I had an answer, but I can't pull it up on my phone for a second. Give me a second. Okay, okay. or edit this out. I, I don't care. So I I once took a class like in high school that that talked about electricity, and I have put things together, and I have 
taking the physics class where you had to actually learn how transformers work yeah. like how they scale things down but i did not retain it like very like Me hardly either. anything like maybe if i like looked a few things up some of the stuff would come back and i would under remember the 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 sim you know the basics of it, but not enough to give a good answer to this. No, no. <laughs> I don't think Joel was expecting. Okay, so yeah. so okay, so so now okay. I just I needed to I needed to get my reference sources here. Okay, so uh, God damn it, fucking pop ups. Um, so <laughs> so uh, I would say first of all, I mean the um, the string inverters are basically that's old technology. I think that that is that's that's not. I I mean. If you've got if you got one panel that's in the shade, it messes up the whole grid. It's it's terrible. Um, but micro now micro inverters are definitely um, a good option um, in that they uh, in that they uh, they they this is not the same article. Oh well, I'm gonna BS it. Okay, so micro <laughs> micro inverter inverters are definitely a good option um, since uh, since they go by the individual goes by the individual panel so like if you've got if your sun if your roof is facing different directions um then uh it's so that it's under cloud for part of the day and and stuff that's definitely a better option um if and also like the i mean the 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 string the string converters are are there i mean they're they're uh in converters inverters Whatever they're called, I don't know. Um, but they, I mean, they're 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 definitely a cheap. It's a cheaper option, but it's also you know since it's older technology, blah blah blah. The micro the micro inverters are coming down in price. There's also another option that Joel didn't uh, didn't mention. That's kind of a hybrid of the two. That's uh, I believe it's called a powered inverter, um, which basically takes some of the some of the concepts of the micro inverter and applies it to to the to the string and that i mean i think that is the that's the that's the obvious choice overall so i mean joel's wrong is what i'm saying <laughs> neither of those options are the best the the one that he didn't mention is the right one okay there you go joel there's your answer all right and basically because we promised we would talk about this uh daniel Sh- schrader asked what's your opinion on kiss players <sighs> it's it's a silly stupid toy that had little girls kissing Transformers. That's my opinion on it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to stick to the toy. Is that? I, I didn't read any. I don't know. I don't know nothing else about it. Was there a manga? There was a manga, <laughs> and there was a radio play as well. There was a rate. Of course, there was. Um, yeah. I never read the manga, but it's probably really weird and gross. <laughs> yeah. So it's a manga. It might not be. Who knows? Wait, you know wait, what it is, Kendall? Is- <laughs> I don't know what that is. No, it's, I don't know what kiss players are. Kissing tran- it's little girls kissing Transformers to give them power up or to make the Transformers something like that. Yeah, mainly yeah, to give them power ups. And then, well, they kiss and merge. Like they like yeah. wear them like robot suits. They wear them like robot suits. That sounds cool. That sounds yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. Except it's like <laughs> girls that are basically drawn to be that and do the scaling look like kids. And when they were. You know, when the fight was over, they basically popped out near naked and covered in vicious, vicious goo. <laughs> yeah, that's not. <laughs> that's really not. That's clearly what. What? Not that we're, not, not that's that we're clearly judging. just trying to be sex appeal. Yeah. Not that we're going to kink shame, but. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, even a lot of people, like people who who 
like rolled their eyes and were like, oh, that wacky Japan, when they first heard the concept, when they saw the stuff, they were like, ah. Uh, 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 well, the, the naked and in, in vicus goo is the part that's like, like if, it, if they're little girls who look like badass robots beating shit up, cool. Well, the thing are is, they, is that- are they little? Are they? Are you said that they were cannot? They were they're they look like they're li- like they're drawn like they're little girls, but are they canonically little girls? I they're not they're supposed to be. But supposed to be like sixteen or so. They can yeah they can drive a car basically uh-huh. and which is weird. That's weird to me because like usually Japan draws their ladies to be look like they're twenty five when they're twelve. I don't know about that because I mean like sometimes they make the eyes like. They can, they can. I mean, it depends, I guess, because like some of the characters in Pokemon, for instance, look like they're older than they are, and other characters, and then the other shows will have like twenty-year-olds who look like they're because of the eye size, mostly because they look like they're children. I was basing depends. it on the boob size, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, like I mean, you know, like they'll be, and they'll even like make jo- the modern ones. They'll even make jokes about it. They're like, "What? You're twelve? How are your boobs so big?" <laughs> I, I'm sort of I'm sort of of two minds because we did sort of get into a bit of a discussion on this before we started recording. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with the concept of like emerging of a human with a transformer to make them more powerful, even if it's in like some sort of a sexualized con- concept. Just I think I would have liked to have seen the character models portrayed as looking a bit older. Um especially from the point of view like John was saying when they come out looking like they've been covered in goo and they're naked it's a little off what's, what's this thing called again I'm, I'm posting pictures of it Kiss yeah. players. In, in, the ch- in the chat oh, yeah, okay. uh, yeah and I will point out that uh, another the, one the real the real tone change that a lot of people are object like- with and are worried about were mostly the comics yeah like they they release some like you know toy models and stuff like that, but the, but it's pretty much the three issue manga that really has people kind of side eyeing and that is a panty shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and um, the other uh, one I posted is a, is a ghost trying to get up a girl's skirt. Yeah. I don't know why there's a ghost in Transformers, but there is. Well, oh, you clearly that's just, the thing. Know. That's a thing from a G one episode. They had like an electric monster who was like a gremlin sort of she, thing. She looks, the sailor lady looks pretty young. The other one, the one with the upskirt shot doesn't look, um, I mean, she does, She looks like she's like, you know, like an actress that plays 16 year olds, but is actually 25. And I believe the series only lasted one year, right? And yeah. the thing is, is that there was nothing else going on transformer wise, like in Japan toy line. So this was technically the only transformer thing existing for that one year yeah yeah because it was before the michael bay movie came out and uh it was well, I wait think how long was, before the michael bay movie came out because like it looks was like the year it was prior like, okay because this looks like it's from like 1992 no no it, it was between transformer cybertron i think it was i think it was between cybertron and then the michael bay movie so I, I think These I want to say like, early 2000s. They just look like I mean, I it's weird that it's a Transformers thing, but I mean oh. they don't look more Here's um here's the, ro- the girl coming out of the robot covered in liquid. Yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, and 
as I said, like it's the manga that guys kind of is, the, is the more like. There's been it's been noted that uh, the manga seemed to kind of just really put the the characters into a position where it seems like it was kind of uh, I can't really think of a better word than rapey, which yeah. is another thing that that was really really uh, people were just not not okay with. Yeah, and the th- and I guess thankfully they realize this because after like the first run of that they kind of completely ch- stopped doing it mm-hmm. like if you uh here like i'm i'm going to post it in the chat and maybe we'll post it there the that specifically kind of just talks about all the wrongness that was involved with uh with the story and like comics and stuff like that and so you can kind of see why a lot of people were you know, like maybe not the toys, but the what what they represented are like. Uh, I, yeah, the, the, um, quality. The, the, the getting on the the being covered in sticky stuff that that was pretty pretty mm. egregious. It didn't look it it looked yeah it didn't look like it was. I th- I was thinking it was going to be more in the vein of like a Sailor Moon type thing where it's like more implied than overt. No, that's like that's uh, um, yeah. This, yeah. and I, I just posted a picture of one of the toys, and the actual robot toy looks really good. Like the toy yeah. looks really good. Yeah. But then there's also this anime girl hanging out on. A- See, I would be. <laughs> I feel like I would be totally okay with just with yeah, just like it, regular hot anime girl thing. But like, yeah, I mean, it yeah, does yeah. like. I mean, and you're pro- and it's possible because this doesn't look like if this was it, then I would be yeah. okay with that. Um, but and, I don't think that it's. I don't think that it seems to be in line with the rest of the stuff. And maybe you know, probably the pi- the random pictures on the internet are the, you know, it's the one it's the one time per issue that's that's obnoxious. I actually kind of like the idea of like a Transformers toy where you can put someone in the driver's seat. That's kind of yeah, cool. like the toys yeah. and stuff. And I think that's what the general. Well, isn't that what we were pitching at the beginning of the episode, or did we record <laughs> that? I recorded that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was at the beginning. That was a tangent near the very beginning. (laughs) Because I really, I actually really like, yeah, I really like that. The fact that you and I both like the toy, that's a, that's a good sign. Um, And I like, yeah, I mean, I like the anime girl sitting on, if it was just like a cute anime girl that had a relationship with a car, I would be totally on board with that. Like that's, and that's like I, like I was great. saying is that uh, I think the general consensus was basically like the toys are great, but then the manga kind of r- ruined the overall feeling of things and made it awkward. Yeah, I, I'd buy that hot rod toy. It looks really cool, honestly. Yeah, yeah, the, hot rod, <laughs> the toys look great. I like the kibble yeah. actually. I like the car, like the, the shoulder pads that are like the front area of the car. Yeah, I like the front yeah. fenders there. Yeah, because for for anybody who, who who might be listening at work or don't want to look this sort of thing up, they they took Hot Rod or hot, in this case they call it Hot Rodimus, and they took the the Ford GT from the early two thousands I want to say, and he's got like a red and white color scheme and it looks pretty decent. Yeah, I posted Optimus earlier with that. That's the girl with the panty shot thing. Yeah, but the the Optimus is like a pickup truck in that one and like. I don't really like Optimus changing, but I kind of like this pickup truck version of Optimus. It's like kind of cool, actually. But um, it's and Prowl as you know, like a side cool. toy. I wouldn't want him in a show like that as a side toy. Oh yeah, Optimus is a Dodge Ram. 
That's what he is. Optimus is a Dodge Ram. And Prowl... I'm not even sure what Prowl is in that. Oh, he's an RX-8. Yeah, oh, that's cool. what he was. He was a Mazda RX-8. Yeah, so they so they had a Ford, a Mazda, and a Dodge as the cars. Yeah, it seems but like yeah. it seems like something that if uh, if done well could have been really good, but and also the fact that this was in two thousand six or whatever and not nineteen ninety two definitely kind of that 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 makes me think a lot less of it. Because I'm a little, you know, I'm a little bit more forgiving of, okay. of, of, of sexism if it happened uh, 20 years ago. All right. If it happened okay. 10 years ago. I, um, hold on a second. Okay. I found a line in, in the controversy and I, I want to read it, but I also want to uh, isolate it in case, uh, Greg, you want to cut it out. Okay. Because yeah. it kind of explains very well, like, what the whole. Like reactions, feelings, and and stuff in a in a very good way, but we might not want that the uh, talk of like ha- actually be part of this discussion. Yeah. So here, uh, reactions ran the gu- gamut from outright disgust to comedic derision, with most fans agreeing that the transformation of children's toys into borderline pedophilia was a bad thing. In quotes, there were a number of people who claimed amazingly that there was absolutely nothing. This was italics wrong with such a thing, and that everyone else simply wasn't understanding it. Uh, it was a cultural thing, it being the enjoyment of rape imagery, apparently. This, of course, is in defiance of the fact that many Japanese fans were themselves openly decrying Kiss players, fearing that American fans would think that this was somehow accepted as normal in Japan. The line writer designer, Yuki. Yuki Oshima even admitted that he crafted the series in this manner because he wanted to, quote, make people's jaws drop. Mission accomplished, it would seem. Yeah, I would say so. So yeah. it's, I like so it's that not just Japanese so. Were like that. This is no. It's not what we're like. This is gross. What? <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, I mean so I guess aspect. the thing like I mean because I'm I'm totally you know this is totally new to me. I'm totally this is my first reactions yeah. to everything so so it was so it really was overt with the it wasn't just sexualizing uh uh these characters it was it was overtly rape yeah the, a lot of a lot of the things that the the predacon characters like when they attacked they basically had to get the girls to kiss them to to get their powers and so while the autobots had like partners that were you know that would do that the Predacons had no such luck, which means that they ended up kind of forcing themselves on yeah. them and led to basically scenes that pretty much were, uh, you know, very uh, overtly, you know, suggestive or 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 kind of invoking of something more violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they actually in the, the radio plays or the radio dramas, they they talked about how there was a lot of double entendres. Uh, they said some of them were humor based with. Optimus deriving pleasure from a character rubbing the rim of his gas tank to grotesque <laughs> examples blatantly evocative of rape about a shrunken auto roper forcing its way into a character's mouth, making her swallow it, followed by her begging it not to move too roughly inside her. Vor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, There's someone got kicked out of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
like I said, I mean, it, there's certainly people that are into the sexualized idea. No, I mean, and I mean, and that's, there's again, nothing not wrong a with that. Shame, like, like no. I was talking about. I'm just saying, like, that is like. For for this to be like this is an outright Transformers toy line, right, right, and then right. having like yeah. that kind of material attached to it is like, what? <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, what? Yeah, uh, and like I wouldn't have had I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily have a problem if it weren't for the like they said the the borderline pedoph- pedophilia, mm-hmm. the, yeah, yeah, the rest like you know. People are gonna have their things. That's cool, but uh, yeah, I'm not into the the whole borderline pedo stuff. But yeah, there was our serious last question for for the episode. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like yeah. I need to like. Well, I brush can, my teeth. I, if you, if if it would help, I I do have one quick one that we can. Yeah, can let's do. let's palate sure. cleanse. Palate cleanse. Yeah. Yeah, palate cleanse, cleanse, please. Yes, okay, so Kendall, you asked, why is the Skype test call lady British? <laughs> Because British voices are cool. <laughs> I was just—I was going to say they were trying to emulate Siri of somehow, but I don't. Siri British. Also, yeah, I'm but, pretty sure the Skype uh, test call lady was around before Siri. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Maybe was, it's more proper. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe she's all it's soothing to, to your Skype American call testing service. <laughs> and I don't know. And and there's not like other options or anything. Hmm. Is it well? Where was Skype originally developed? Was it in the states or was it overseas? Or because it might have been where it was developed, and that's why they decided to do that. Hmm. I'm not sure. Or it could just be that maybe they thought that a British voice sounded smart or something. I don't know. Hmm. Let's see what Google has to say. <laughs> <laughs> to the Google. Okay, so it was actually developed, according to this random website that I've never heard of, uh, in Estonia, which just shows that I'm an ignorant American, and, uh, you know, it's not, um, or wait, the most recent English edition should be, oh, oh, no, marketing manager from Skype's London office. Okay, I thought I was just, I was just ignorant. So it is a British accent. Okay. Uh So there you go. It doesn't really say why, but, yeah. Well, maybe it saves all money to have someone in-house to do it. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, there you go. So yeah. Uh, anybody got anything they wanted to plug this week? Um, After that last sure. discussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, usually when I not, like, have anything specific to plug, I just think of a nice cartoon or show going on that people might like. Hmm. The librarian started up again. If I don't know if people. Oh yeah, that's right. That just started up that this show. past weekend. Um, okay. Only watched yeah. a little bit. I know Bruce Campbell's Santa Claus in one episode. And that was cool. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was that was a fun episode. <laughs> and I don't know. I like Dean Devlin's uh, work. Like I really like Leverage, and this is yeah. kind of just like magical Leverage in a way. I did an RP based on Leverage once. It was really fun. <laughs> you know, there is an R- uh, Leverage RP. G set, uh, yeah, that's uh, what we cool based, that's what we played it with. Oh, did it work? Because I I, yes. I got the quick start and I've always wanted to try it, but I didn't get a chance. Well, let's put it this way: we had there was a final confrontation with a gang of bikers in a house, and my character was like an ex army medic, so he had combat experience against this really big burly biker guy, 
And so we had a few quests back and forth, and he and the way that the dice work is, um, if you fail, you can sort of up the stakes, so to speak, and continue raising the stakes until you succeed. But if you if you finally decide that no, you're not going to do it, then you can have some pretty disastrous results from it. So I failed my first roll and then decided to up the stakes, and I got pretty much a, a perfect roll for my second roll. So the DM was like, well, okay, well, what do you do? So uh, at one point when we were doing quips, I had made a, a comment, oh, you, 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 your problem must be glandular. And he's like, oh, I see you're throwing out the new material. And so when I got my roll, he tried to attack me, and I got behind him and put him in a chokehold. And then responded with, "How is this for new material? You son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> Choked him out. So, if leverage so, is a role, pl- if role playing game is that the role playing game based on Battlefield Earth? Because I always talked about leverage in that. Movie. No, that's the only thing I remember <laughs> about that movie is that they talked about leverage. I couldn't Nobody even remember really... the title. I had to Google sci-fi movie with John Travolta. So I worked oh. really hard on that <laughs> joke. Just just so you're aware. Well, I appreciate I've... the hard work. Andrew. Yes. Which, by the way, Battlefield Earth has a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, I know, Wait, but was... still, that's, like, really bad. Yeah. Wait, wasn't Battlefield Earth was, like... Wasn't that John Travolta was, like, I want to do this movie, and so, like, he did a bunch of other movies for people th- till they finally, like, gave gave him the okay? I think yeah. so, yeah. Like, it was, like, his per- personal project that he just kept on pushing? Yeah. Yeah. Very sure, because he was, you know... Really into the author. Yeah. Yep. Of the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did Elf, did, who wrote the book? Was that an L. Ron Hubbard book? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yes, it was. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, does John, anybody else have anything they wanted to plug? Uh, datachair.tumblr.com, johndar76 on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Twitch. <laughs> Not that I've done much. I've been playing a lot of. Pokemon and doing all the D&D stuff and now I got a 5 at 15 so I've been doing a lot of art recently but nice. I'll get back on that eventually mm-hmm. How about well, you Kendall? Um, I've been playing a lot of ukulele lately uh, and posting videos on uh, yeah, quite YouTube often. and Kay Hallman I saw that Yeah I've been doing about two a week because I have two days off a week um, mm-hmm. and uh, I did a video of all along the watchtower that people seem to like so I like that I listened to it. It was really good. Uh, yeah, I have you. I have you subscribed, but I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch some of them. Mostly because I keep forgetting to do do so. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I'll have to make, I'll have to make a reminder. Well, I think you did a very good job, as you did a great job with the with their theme song. Right. Yeah. For those who are just <laughs> listening for the first time, Kendall did the theme song, and he did a great job with it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'm just you guys will get sick of the theme song eventually. Don't worry. No. <laughs> oh, you! We are all self-deprecating. <laughs> He's being <laughs> modest. Um, I'm gonna, as always, I shall plug Audio Entropy. Uh, we've got twelve different podcasts on there. Um, of course, one of them right now is on hiatus, but I will give a big shout out to Fiona, the host of HM96, who just finished her move from one coast to another. Uh, as far as I'm aware, she's hoping to try and get things back up and running soon. I uh, can't recall right offhand the timeline on it, but when she's all moved in and comfy, and then I'm sure she'll be getting new episodes up. Uh, but 
If you guys want to listen to any of the other ones, of course, uh, Teenagers with Attitude is our flagship show. Uh, we've got some great ones uh, going pear shape with Matt and Mike from Teenagers with Attitude. Uh, inside the Master Studio with Eric, who's been a guest on on this show, uh, where he he gets to sit down and speak with different DMs and discuss different settings and how they DM and whatnot. Um, another big on one. Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Transmission Radio is another big one uh, where Jules, Molly, and Ashley. Uh, speak about their experiences that they have with being trans and the, uh, the different challenges and, and good things that have come from, from their experiences. So there's a lot of uh, variety there now, uh, a lot of different, like, of course we've got a bunch of rewatch podcasts, including this one. Uh, but yeah, you should, you guys should check it out. Uh, also check us out on Facebook, uh, Warren beast podcast also on Twitter, uh, at Warren beast and uh, if you are on the Twitter and you see us posting and you want to get a hold of us, please feel free to add us. Or if you have a general, you know, thought and you think it might relate to us, by all means, start using the hashtag maximize your weekend, which is what we try and do for you guys every week. So, <laughs> so there you go. I'm plugging the hashtag now. Hashtag. Yay. We have a hashtag. <laughs> And uh, just, just you know, just so that we can mention all the podcasts except for Digital Moncast, uh, <laughs> all along the Watchtower uh, is is pretty good too. Um, they're uh, Kendall, you just mentioned them. I like Digital Moncast. <laughs> I I just yeah. I mean, you, you know, I'm it's it's a you have to you have to poke at somebody. Oh. Um, but. <laughs> But uh, but but I have been I've been specifically listening to all along the Watchtower. Although I have to jump around because I don't have access to a way to watch some of the shows that they watch. Um, but at least their Joker episode was good, and the pilots for the some of the shows were good, and the other Superman episode was good. So yeah, it's good. And they oh, talk yeah, about I, I listened to it stuff. a bit. I like yeah. it. I'm a bit behind, but isn't that the one with uh, Toy Man? Yeah, they did. They did yeah. just. They did just do the Superman Toy Man episode. Was one of the more recent ones that they did, which which is a crazy episode of that show. And that show is like I don't know if I ever watched it when I was a kid. The Superman, the animated series, but it was a good uh, show. it's I like it was the super fun as much. But I did catch like episodes back and forth. And then I think I caught even more as I watched, tried to watch more of uh, Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just, unlike some people, I can't, wa- I can't listen to rewatch podcasts without watching them along. And so I have <laughs> to skip some episodes of All Along the Watchtower until I figure out a way to watch Batman Beyond and the Zeta Project. And uh, uh, Wait, I tracked down the Zeta one. Project somewhere. I can give you a link Batman later. Batman Beyond is so fucking good. That yeah, and it used to be on Netflix, <laughs> and it's not on Netflix anymore. And I have Netflix well, and Amazon Canada Prime, Netflix, so and whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, it yeah, doesn't matter Canada. unless it was on can- Canadian Netflix. I, I feel like but it's the opposite. Probably is true. Fucking American. <laughs> Taking oh, all our shows. shows. Oh, I was. I don't know if I asked you guys this because I I did drink a surge. Uh, when I was uh, at the start of the show, but I was going to drink an Arizona tea. I was wondering if you guys had Arizona tea in Canada. We do, yeah. and my son loves it. Do you call it, it's not called Ontario tea? No, it's still called Arizona. 
God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> is Ontario the Arizona of Canada? No. Okay. <laughs> I think it makes sense. <laughs> I would say maybe Alberta. Look, look Ontario has I only, our, has I only our know I only know it, like so. a couple of provinces in, in Canada, and I know it's not Quebec. Although they do speak a foreign language. <laughs> hmm. I thought Arizona okay. still speaks English. I okay. There is a large totally Hispanic Kendall, population found, in Arizona. That was the joke. I found a site that might be helpful for you, but I have to warn you that you might need like uh, ad blockers. Okay. And then and then just just for the simple fact that you don't really want to open it until you got uh, ad blockers and then you like peel them back to what you need. Okay, that sounds a little bit eh, okay. <laughs> anyway, but yes. Anyway. That's the we, only warning I can give. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and it's perfectly legal. They have the rights, right? Totally, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> completely, utterly, Let me show you another anyway. site that's also completely legal. That one doesn't suit your fancy. Anyway, before we get yanked off the network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we would just uh, uh, edit this spot out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually am seriously considering uh, buying the Batman Beyond DVDs and and yeah, skipping the episodes that I can't watch. I'm sure they'll eventually show up on Hulu. Somebody, you know, they're probably fighting to to get the well, Zeta well, project also, on Hulu. Hulu's now a paid service, but they put a lot of their free stuff on what is it? Yahoo service, like Yahoo something or other, mm-hmm. which is free. And so, like, like I, I. I wanted to go watch One Punch Man uh, recently, and like Yahoo wasn't free anymore. And then oh, Yahoo View, and I found out that they put it all on there, and that's still free. And I was able to le- watch it there. Mm. Well, I have Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime and HBO Go and uh, I wish uh, I Funimation. So it's like I have a lot of streaming services, and I have like regular cable too. So I feel like if there's a show that exists, I should be able to watch it without, you know, jumping yeah. through hoops. But apparently, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got to sign off <laughs> before we get in trouble. So, have, so for, for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been John. I've been Jordan. <sighs> and I've been Kendall. Let's roll, folks. Ain't it the truth? Maximum power! There can be only one! Please forgive me I have for what this I must do. Thing, something. <laughs> Let there be light! Let there be blight! 